The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Bonjour. Hello. Maxi, I'm struggling a bit. Oh. I know, you literally 30 seconds before going live, side yeah. decides, that's the time his old man kicks in and he starts getting cramped while sat down. Yeah, well, it's like, oh man, it's like right at the bottom of my ribs on the one side, it's like a stitch or a cramp or something, you know? From, from walking upstairs, people, and sitting down. Well, I did have a bit of a fall earlier. Not a big fall. <laughs> I kind of stumbled a bit. I, I was sat on my bed, which is just behind me here, and I was uh, watching Quantum Leap, making notes, ready to do my recording this afternoon for The Waiting Room. Uh, this episode comes out in a couple of weeks' time. And where I was led on my bed watching this, making loads of notes, my laptop and all that, my, my, I gave myself a dead leg. Yeah, my, my, my leg went numb. Um, as soon as it had finished, I thought, I'm starving, I want something to eat. So I jumped off the bed, thinking I'm going to go downstairs and make myself a, a toasty. And uh, yeah, my leg wasn't awake, and I kind of went, whoa, wobbled all over the place, <laughs> and, <laughs> and bumped into the wardrobe. So, yeah. You, you, you need you need care. That's what you I need. Did, I, I'm not allowed to be left. You need, like, Sharon's downstairs. But <laughs> you need somebody to come in, make your, make your meals, make, make sure you're taking your meds, and look after <laughs> yeah exactly mate exactly <laughs> uh, there we go indeed indeed this is going to be a turn to a little bit more well I was going to say normalcy but as normal as this show gets I suppose <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I actually said to the wife uh, just before I started to record this might actually be a normal length episode compared to yeah. the last two because of the, the crazy CWF exactly mate exactly well we are looking at a war rumble but at the same time is that one of the worst Royal Rumbles? Oh my word, it's not a good look, is it? We'll get to that later, but there is some shit in that rumble. We can have some fun with this. Uh, and then we've got a pretty good, um, inspired by real life, I suppose, non-wrestling topic to get into as well, Max, aren't we? Yeah, well, we'll I'm sure we'll get to the inspiration for that at the time. Yeah, yeah, we will indeed, we will indeed. Um, speaking of time, it's summertime, Magazine. It's daylight outside still. <laughs> <laughs> my chickens yeah. oh I'll, I'll wait actually for chicken news for that yes but, uh, yeah don't yeah don't jump yeah. the gun mate come on it's, shot this it's been glorious it's yeah. been absolutely glorious we've uh we've been outside uh, i've been barbecues the kids have had the, the 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 pool out and the bouncy castle yeah even even the little ones have got some tans it's just yeah it's been wow. really good yeah, and it's going to be even warmer this coming week, apparently. Oh well, the thing with British heat is it's it's 
it's always dead humid, so it's sticky. Mm. So you end up like being all sweaty and grouchy and stuff like that. But so you're like that all year round. I know, but I'm a hot, grouchy, <laughs> sticky <laughs> arsehole. <laughs> oh, there we go. Good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Cy. I am Cy. And with me as always is the Rumble. My little tumble, like I said, fell off the head leg. Ooh, there it is. The boyhood dream to my squat team. They were shit, weren't they? You remember them from the 96 Rumble? Oh my goodness, what was that? <laughs> I tried to not remember them, but then the second one came straight after. Yeah, oh, they were so bad. A podcaster who really has got us watching some absolute shite. What? Really? Adults make the picks. The podfather himself, king of the chickens, Lord Mags. How are we doing, sir? Yeah, I'm doing really good. Uh, Weather, amazing. Like I said, had some uh, really good time with the family over the weekend. Yeah, can't complain. been been fun good stuff mate good stuff. <laughs> that, although that sounds like i'm rubbing it in with sign is is news that we'll get later on today but i'm oh. not yeah. i quite the eventful week mate quite you the have. eventful week uh on i've been yeah we've done a show since i had the ambulance out to me didn't we yes we, <laughs> we have. did yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay so i've been mocked on that one you are. Yeah, I've, I've been mocked for that one already. Okay. Yeah, I, um, our non-wrestling topic this week is inspired by jobs that we love, um, our favourite jobs we ever had, or our dream jobs, um, inspired, sadly, by the fact I got laid off this week, mate. You did, you know? yeah. And I want to just make sure, before I say anything, there's no ill feelings on my part towards where I used to work or where I used to work spot towards me. It was a business decision they had to make and so on and so forth, and I understand it completely. But yeah, so if I've not been as active on social media the last couple of days or replying to people's messages as as regular as i normally would or as quickly as i normally would it's because i've kind of been in a bit of a state of shock and maybe feeling a bit sorry for myself but there we go onwards and upwards things change it it harkens back to the earlier episodes of chain wrestling and chain wrestling lab where we'd we'd use again update of of 
where you were working at that time when you were doing agency work and stuff like that. So scrubbing kids' to toilets the, and stuff. Back to the old school. Back to oh, the old God. episodes. Look at that. Must that must have been ratings back in the day. So someone in the podcast. All team. four people watching then. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Gotta tune into that fat bloke with a beard talking about cleaning them school toilets. You know? <laughs> and now they'll tune in to listen to that fat bloke with a beard talking about his chickens. <laughs> there we go, mate. There we go. Speaking of which, Magsy, you were gonna tell us a little bit about what they've been up to. I, I were. Chicken News with Max, only on Chain Wrestling. So, the chickens have had a very uh, eventful week this week. So, like I said, it's been hot. Uh, the weather's been good. So, we've had the, the chance to um, do some of the little kind of like household tasks that... that you kind of put off when the weather's a bit grim. So we needed to basically garden shred some old branches and some old wood. So they, uh, we we did that, and we got all the wood chips, and they've got a new uh, bedding down in, in their uh, coop. Uh, and they've enjoyed that so much that we've had three double eggs laid in three days. So... Ooh. If, if I remember for next time, I'll bring in some of the eggs. So you get the normal sized eggs. And oh, then it's like a show and tell. <laughs> every, 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 it's been like every other day, one of the chickens have laid an egg like twice the size. Like that, that, honestly, it's amazing. So yeah, we've, uh, we've had lots of, uh, lots of double eggs and I contacted the, the, the dealer that I get my chickens from and hopefully, this time next week, we may have more chickens in the chicken family. Oh, my word. They're just going to take over, mate. You're yeah. going to end up sleeping outside. They're going to just have the house. So uh, I think I've said before that they, they've basically got a, a converted shed. We had a, a shed at the top of the garden that it was basically sat there doing nothing. So we emptied it out, cleaned it out, and um, made it into a, uh, their coop. Uh, and I saw uh, a video from the, the person who we get the chickens from, and they raised their chickens in relatively the same, same size, but they put, like, 40 chickens in the, this one coop. And I've got obviously got four, getting mm. another four soon, so that'll be eight. But, yeah, that uh, it scared Mrs. Mags to death when she saw that video. She's like, we are not getting that many chickens. No, they can't be good for them either, can it, surely? They've got to have room to move around and be no, happy, well, they, they, you know? They, this is obviously a, a, a farm made for right. raising chickens. So okay. they, that's where they sleep, but they, they have acres and acres to, to kind of free range and stuff like that. Right, um, okay. So, yeah, I wouldn't get, like, 50 chickens. No. <laughs> You'd run out of names. 32, may, may, well, may. Is that how many names you've got? I'll just call them all the same name. Do you, what's that, chicken? <laughs> no, I would call them all. No, right now they're named after the granddaughters, but... Ah, okay. I would call them, like, Thea the second, Thea the third, Thea the fifth, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shall we dive on into the chat, Magsy, and see who has joined us early doors? We shall, and uh, straight away, King's Pigs Banner. And again, we appreciate him. He's uh, he's done the lovely background artwork for for this uh, yeah, this live today. 
Um, and he says it's a tragedy that Barry uh, didn't win, and that's why I named the show. Uh, it should have been Barry's year, and uh, if you look at the YouTube thumbnail, it's a picture of Barry Horowitz winning the 1996 Royal Rumble, which should have happened. Uh, we've also got Graham in the chat. Good cop, bad cop, uh, rest of the podcast. Happy bank holiday um, um, Memorial Day if you're in the US and UK. Uh, Sharon in the chat with uh, it's Monday night. You know what that means. And uh, just to to pause before we go on, um, I actually listened to a podcast this week. It was uh, Sharon's debut solo podcast away from the pages. Uh, I think she was talking with a, a friend and fellow author, um, CM Marie, I want to say. Yep. Um, and if you, if you recall last week, I said uh, I wanted to, to kind of hear the the similarities and differences between um, making um, content like we do and then making uh, content like that the, uh, authors do and see if there's any kind of like crossover. And, and I noticed that um, they use kind of similar terminology that I used to give as advice to other, other podcasters. It was, uh, and it was, if you don't feel if you're not invested in what you're talking about and in their case writing about um you the, the readers or the listeners are, aren't going to feel that investment so you've got to um you've got to kind of have passion for the subject you're writing about and it was a a really interesting uh, listen um Sharon is an absolute natural one episode in and it it felt more like a chat than an interview which is the the way it should be uh and props to to CM Marie for for organising the uh, the the author um, sign up sign off or, or whatever it was called. Um, yeah, brilliant. Uh, so I I highly recommend everyone go and listen to that podcast as a non biased uh, listener with uh, with Sabine in incredibly biased. I thought it was a brilliant listen. I can't wait for episode it's, two. It is fantastic. It is fantastic. Yeah, it is really, really good. I can't, I'm amazed how great she was, you know, and we don't obviously do things for numbers. We do because we enjoy it and we don't want to get into the, I don't really share numbers and detail, but just to, you know, make sure everyone's aware of the sort of digging I've been getting for the last couple of days um, away from the pages has really done better than any of my podcasts this week for downloads. So so don't yeah. listen to it. Listen to Chain <laughs> Wrestling. Listen to Nitro Nights, the Doctor Who. <laughs> no, no, well done, Sean. Really, yeah. Absolutely fantastic stuff, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, back to the chat. Uh, King's Pig Vladders saying hello to everybody. Uh, Facebook user, I assume it's going to be maybe Charlie. Um, showing your age now dad i'm guessing that is anya just a quick shout out to yeah. anyone who does watch via the uh facebook group either you give Streamyard the relevant permissions when you comment on the video in in facebook and your name will pop up for us when we're doing the show live or just note your name in your comment so we know who you are otherwise it comes up facebook user and we've got no idea though, so yeah um, back to uh, Graham from Good Cop, Bad Cop. He said he was watching Cocaine Bear on Peacock, but that wasn't the nonsense I was looking for. So good evening, gentlemen. Now, Cocaine Bear, what a film. Uh, sir. With, well, you've got plenty of time on your hands now, you lazy bastard. This, so, yeah, this is true. This is true. So get yourself seeing Cocaine Bear. It's it's ridiculous. And uh, lots of love for Cocaine Bear. King's Pigs Bad is saying that he loves it. Um Dan Griffin, hello, sir. How are you? Uh, he says, Cocaine Bear is the heart of cinema. 
The entertainment is only on par with cheese rolling. Now, come well, on. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a, in a moment. Uh, Sharon uh, saying hi back to uh, King Pig Badders. Uh, Scottish Dan in the chat. Hello. How are you, sir? Um, happy cheese rolling day. I think Sharon's uh, jumped the gun for you there, sir. Mm, this is true. Connor in the chat from Connor North Soccer. Hello. How are you? And yes, egg news. So yeah, honestly, the size difference. I'll, I'm going to. I'll take a photo when I finish this, uh, and it'll probably go up on my TikTok. So make sure you follow me at Pop Farmer Mags, um, like Kings Pigs Butter, like away from the pages. Does follow them on TikTok as well. Uh, don't bother following SJP World Media because they uh, they don't post anything. Um, I just Kings go on Pig- to look at your chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Kings Pigs Butter says uh, cl- uh, cleaning up uh, their Connor. Uh, Dan Danny, uh, Scottish Danny says you can never have too many chickens. Exactly, chicken math, absolutely chicken math is amazing. Uh, Scottish Danny says love having chain wrestling as a palate cleanser. <laughs> what as a palate cleanser? Us uh, from all the weekend wrestling. Yeah, well, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll mention that uh, sometime. Um, good cut, bad cut says perhaps I should have the video of Cocaine Bear with the audio from Chain Wrestling. <laughs> wow, that is a mix up. That is like um, um, the Dark Side of the Moon and the Wizard of Oz, but just terrible. <laughs> Sharon says CM Marie was an amazing first guest, couldn't ask for better. Uh, and thanks to everyone who's reached out, it's more uh, I appreciate it more than you know. Honestly, it was su- a superb listen. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, King Pigs Banner says, I'm doing that now with Chain Wrestling as I finish Double or Nothing. There we go. Turn down the audio for whatever you're watching and listen slash watch to us. And the last one for now, uh, King Pigs Banner uh, saying congratulations uh, to Shah. Yep, absolutely. I can't say it enough. That is a brilliant first. I wish my first episodes were as as well done as that. So, yeah. Oh, you, mine too. Mine superb. Too. Superb, Sharon. Brilliant stuff, yeah. Yeah, today, mate, it's, it's Bank Holiday Monday in May. That's mm-hmm. Cheese Roll Day. Jesus. So, the heart of fun. Did you go? No, I didn't. I didn't. But yeah. thousands of people did. Thousands of people did, causing traffic delays all around the county. So roads being just, blocked. Why did you not go? Why did you not go to Cheese Rolling? In all honesty, I forgot about it. <laughs> but I've never been. I've never actually been. Jesus. So, but at the same time, I live 15 minutes, if that, from King's Home. I've never been to the rugby stadium. You know, just the way it is, isn't it? And you call yourself a Gloucesterian. Yeah. I've been to Fred West's old house, or what it used to be Fred West's. Oh, well, I've never <laughs> been to Cheese Rolling. The, the thing that makes Gloucester proud, but I've visited the house of the worst person who ever lived in Gloucester. Yeah, pretty much. Um, speaking of the cheese rolling, I want to read you a little report here. It's National News Magazine. This is from the Guardian newspaper. And it does tend to get quite a bit of coverage, doesn't it? The old cheese roll in Gloucester. Mm-hmm. The headline reads, Woman wins UK cheese rolling race despite being knocked unconscious. <laughs> it feels great, said Canadian Delaney Irving, victor of the women's race at Cooper's Hill near Gloucester. And the article continues. A woman was knocked unconscious whilst running down a hill to chase a three kilogram or seven pound cheese wheel, but still managed to win her race at the bank holiday event. Video footage posted on social media, which I will 
retweet in just a moment. Posted on social media showed Delaney Irving falling whilst pursuing the double Gloucester down the almost vertical Cooper's Hill in Brockworth near Gloucester. Irving, 19, Cooper's said she, o- she only realised she had won the women's race when she woke up in the medical tent. <laughs> now, I've seen this footage. There's Everyone's probably seen footage of cheese rolling by now. There's some bad bumps. There's mm-hmm. you know, people break legs, break arms, and all sorts of stuff. You know, somebody had to be took away on a stretcher uh, today, straight to the hospital, and all this sort of stuff. This lady, she's in, I think she's in second place as you watch the video. Falls, you can see where she knocks herself out because she goes limp. But this hill is like literally, ver- you know, it's vertical, it's so steep. She just carries on going unconscious, overtakes the other person, and wins the damn race whilst being knocked out. That's amazing. Amazingly bad that someone that article just shows what's wrong with cheese rolling. The fact that you're celebrating somebody getting concussion and then winning a three kilo wheel of cheese. Mm-hmm. Not just that, mate. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, the lady here, Miss Irving from Vancouver Island in Canada, told the BBC she was not cheesed off. Oh, see what you did there. She was not cheesed off by what had happened and said the race was good, now that I can remember it. I remember running, then bumping my head, and then I woke up in the tent. I still don't really believe it, but it feels great. (laughs) It feels great. Yes. Several races were held over the day. Matt Crowler, 28, from Manchester, won the first. Asked how he prepared for it, Matt said, I don't think you can train for it, can you? (laughs) It's just being an idiot. I think you're right, Matt. I think yeah. you're spot on. <laughs> uh, and a, a separate race was also run, won by somebody from Japan. So, And they said, why did you enter the race to youngster Ryoya Minam- Minami from Japan? Definitely but- butchered that. I apologize. Uh, and he simply responded, because I love cheese. Can you imagine if you won and then you was lactose intolerant and you couldn't even eat the cheese? Well, it's not just the cheese this year, mate, because whoever won the cheese roll this year, there's pictures of them all on this particular article. They're all given a red and yellow striped Gloucester City Football Club scarf as well. Wow. That's worth it alone. So now you regretted not going in and entering. Yeah. It's all, it's all happening down at Gloucester, mate. Tim Flowers is the new manager down at Gloucester City. Brilliant. Ex-England oh. goalkeeper. Yep. Ex-Blackman, Southampton. Yeah, that's right. Won the Premier League, mate. Well, yeah, he did. Loads of former players are returning. You know, we're in like, good shape. Like Tim Sherwood. <laughs> no, not, not, not former <laughs> players from Tim Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? That's David, why Jeff Stelling David Batty rocking up. <laughs> That's why David Stelling's retired. He's going to come down yeah. and play right back for us. <laughs> oh, dear me. But yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll, I'll share this uh, this video of the cheese rolling via the Chain Wrestling Twitter account now so people can check out the, the video and the collision and so on. Bear with me one second. I will share it with the hashtag cwf there you go it's been sent so if anyone wants to have a little check out of that and then let us know what you think in the chat of these crazy people doing crazy shit look yeah, at that there we go live retweeting look at mate. It's pro- i'm so professional you are I'm so professional yeah. i was one other thing i want to talk about as well maxi sorry i don't know if Go you on. can make it out on that i'm gonna take it off and i look at this our lips made us this it's a little bracelet look i don't know if you'd be able to make it out properly with my light and bad camera 
it says chain wrestling across it. Very oh, nice. that's that's awesome. That's, that's cool, isn't that's it? Proper cool. Yeah, yeah. Our lives made us that. Is she clever little ass? She is superb. So there you go. Ten ninety nine via the SJP World Media merchandise store. If anyone's interested, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, you've, you've got to make up that hourly rate somehow. Well, this so. is it. And it is half term. It ain't like she's doing bugger all else. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, there we so go. She, she could churn out 50 of them a day. Well, that's it, mate. And I, I could just do this, couldn't I? That'd be me sorted. Oh, Magsy, you okay? Coughing your guts up again there, mate. Yeah, I've been fine all day. It's honestly, it's coming on with you. It must be. You're allergic to me. Yeah. Allergic yeah. to me. Oh. So then, we better get on with the show. Now we've gone through all of our. Uh, you know, little pre-rambles and discussions about eggs and cheese and bracelets. Um, <laughs> and the return of a segment we've not done for quite a few weeks, I think, Mr. Max. Yeah. It's time. It's the, it, it's, the, it's the seed of rest fault as well for giving us bumper content. This is it. This is it. Uh, it's time, I guess, for the first time in numerous weeks. I suppose kind of apt as well, considering some of the people who are in the match we're reviewing later to throw some crap into the chain wrestling Hall of Lane. The Hall Lame indeed. What have you got for us, Mags? The 1996 Royal Rumble. That's lame. Um, No, that is not (laughs) my... That is not my entry this week. Um, So my entry harkens back to... Uh, an entry from a long time ago, uh, way back in the in the earlier days of chain wrestling. So, when Dustin Runnels uh, left the the WWE to sign for WCW, and he came uh, with the character Seven, and he it was it was carboshed by standards and practices because it was very peedy. Let's just say. Um, it was very it, peedy, yeah, <laughs> esque uh, He cut a promo in the in the ring, basically slamming the character, slamming WCW for for basically wanting to uh, recreate Goldust, um, and he he showed his disdain for the Goldust character. He hated it. Um, but then when he went back to WWE or WWF at the time. He was back being being gold dust again, um, but he got a second chance to kind of kill off the the gold dust character that he saw clearly hated being. Uh, when in two thousand and seven, after doing a, a little bit of a tour of Japan and the Indies, he he turned up in TNA. Um, he turned up as Dustin Reynolds, Dustin Rhodes. Uh, now, this wasn't um, a, a time in his life that, that Dustin looks back at fondly. He was very out of shape. He was um, uh, suffering from addiction to to, uh, to uh, painkillers. But anyway, he did end up in TNA. He came in to help, I think it was Christian Cage, defeat Wildcat uh, Chris Harris. Um, and then we get a sit-down interview that he does with Mark Tanier where Dustin's looking a bit crazy. He starts uh, saying that Chris Harris has held him back 
from uh, having a job in TNA. He says that Chris Harris is, is ovulating, which uh, I have no idea why Chris Harris would be ovulating. Um, and then he starts talking about having uh, a split personality. Uh-oh. Uh and this split personality is revealed over the next couple of weeks in, in vignette videos to being Black Rain. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, <laughs> got, um, Dustin wanted to come away from being gone. Dustin wanted that creative freedom that he, 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 he could get out of TNA. So what was Black Rain? Black Rain was... A face painted, full um, leather or uh, rubber uh, body suited character, kind of like Gold Dust. If hmm. you got Gold Dust from Wish.com, it does sound familiar. He would come out with a black wig on, kind of like if Gold Dust would come out with the blonde wig on, uh, and he he had some of the worst matches in TNA history because he was clearly not ring ready. He was, like I said, he was very out of shape. Uh, he was not uh, mentally all uh, there with us. He brought with him uh, a stick with a with a, a hand um, object on it holding a knife, which he called Darkness Falls. And he also brought uh, a handbag kind of thing that okay. carried that carried his his pet rat, a pet rat called Mister, which he would he would use on Chris Harris, kind of like, kind of like Jake the Snake would with with Damien. Um, he basically held this rat and let the rat walk all over Chris Harris for a little bit. Uh, so yeah, just that, one, just one rat, just one little brown rat called Mister. Was it on so, a leaf? No, he held it in his hands quite quite calmly. The, it's not like he let the rat go and the rat ravaged Chris Harris. He literally just held the rat and the rat just walked very lightly over Chris Harris's body. It's not um, quite as scary as a cobra, is it? No, I mean it did get worse for the for he did use the rat to uh to terrify Abyss when he put uh a bag over Abyss's head and put the the rat in the bag with with abyss, and then uh, it it slowly got worse because he then started bringing a a box to the ring. Now we didn't find out what was actually in the box at first until he brought a bigger box, which contained <laughs> the wrestler relic. Now, why was he called relic? Because it's killer spelt backwards. Oh, clever. They don't milk the absolute shit out of that, do they, on TNT? <laughs> so Relic and uh, Black Rain went into a, a feud with, with Abyss and Rhino. And then, weirdly, we get Dustin Rhodes turning back up as Dustin Rhodes asking for a job, even though he quite clearly is working with TNA as Black Rain. Oh, my God. He then then gets into a feud with Frankie Kazarian. Uh, He attacks Frankie Kazarian uh, during a match with with, uh, Relic. 
So Frankie Kazarian mocks Black Rain by painting his face white, wearing a blonde wig, calling himself White Sunshine, and he also apparently stolen Misty the Rat, dyed the rat white, and renamed it Marlena. This leads to, and it's got to be Russo in charge here, because we get a rat on a pole match. Oh, my God. And if this wasn't bad enough, this feud then gets... Uh, and an extra element to it because Frankie Kazarian needs a partner. He's, he's obviously taking on Black Rain and Relic. And who comes to his aid? Eric Young. Now, that doesn't sound particularly bad. Eric Young's a very uh-huh. capable wrestler. But this isn't just Eric Young. This is Super Eric, where he's doing his very best Aldo Montoya um, um, impression by wearing a jock strap on his head, wearing the, the uh, red and yellow and EY all over his chest. Thankfully, this was pretty much the end of uh, of Black Rain. He was quietly removed from the TNA roster, uh, roster and uh, Dustin was, uh, was gone from the company. But for a good 14 months, we had the the, the the pain of having to watch Dustin Rhodes, who hated Gold Dust, reinvent Gold Dust for TNA as Black Rain. Fourteen months. Fourteen months of Black Rain. Why don't I remember this? Oh, <laughs> it's because your brain has punched it out of you. That's why yeah. you fell. That's why you fell. Right. Just <laughs> it, it make it just shuts your brain off. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So, yeah, my entry, Black Rain. Why? I'm, I know I know it's going into the Hall of Lame for a reason, and it sounds awful, but I'm oddly intrigued, and I feel I have to go and check some of this out, because it just you sounds... definitely should. Yeah? It, it's all... It's uh, Impact Wrestling and TNA do a great job of putting a lot of content on YouTube for free, mm. so you can definitely go and check out some Black Rain matches on there. I think the... Uh, the, a match he has with uh, Abyss, uh, like I think it's the match of ten thousand thumbtacks, is on is on YouTube. Uh, don't expect any quality wrestling because this is not <laughs> this is not Dustin uh, Rhodes versus Corder. This is not like the uh, the early uh, years of Goldust. This is awful, awful wrestling. Mm. And yet, I still want to watch it. And yet you yeah. and ironically in the same episode you've complained that we've had to watch terrible wrestling for for so many weeks, and yet you want to go and watch some terrible wrestling. Oh, there we go. Our TNA expert in the chat. Well, one of them anyway. <laughs> Black Rain versus Abyss at Genesis 2007 was a bank. That's on YouTube, I think. That whole pay-per-view is on YouTube. It's, I'll give you a clue. It is not a banger. Scottish Danner is <laughs> Is he setting me up for complete disappointment and failure? It's horrific. Uh, okay, maybe I won't check it out then. I do have something here from my entrant into the Hall of Lame this week that might actually please Scottish Danny as well to be talking about it because I'm going to go to sort of mid 2000s WWE, which is right in his wheelhouse. 
I'm, and it's kind of inspired a little bit as well by an old Hall of Lame segment we did quite a little while ago now, talking about how Vince McMahon would change gimmicks of people, mainly coming up from uh, NXT or new signings and so on. If it's gone over somewhere else, can't happen here because it's not his idea. So it's, it kind of ties in with that as well. And it kind of ties in with Nitro Nights because one of the people, I'm, well, one person who's part of this gimmick I'm putting into the Hall of Lame is, you know, doing wonderful things on Nitro in 1996 as Danny and I and the rest of the people who listen along to, to Nitro Nights are following along with us. I would like to ask you a question, Mr. Mags. If you were running a wrestling company and three of the top cruiserweights in the world were all available and wanted to come and work for you. Okay. Would you take them up on that? Absolutely. I think cruiser, yeah. cruiserweight wrestling is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Would you let them go out there, tell their own stories and put on fantastic matches with a decent amount of TV time and not saddle them with a stupid gimmick? <laughs> I know where you're going with this, but yes, I would. I think yeah. the three wrestlers that I, I think you're going on about, are amazingly talented. Amazingly yep. talented. See, millionaire promoter Vince McMahon decided to go a different direction to the way you would, Mr. Max. Uh, and when he took them on board, or he may have had them working for him already, but he decided to put together the group of Psychosis, Super Crazy, and the wonderful Hubertude Guerrera that we're seeing a lot of on Nitro Nights. What what could they possibly do other than, you know, put on banger matches and entertain the fans with their, you know, athleticism and their ability in ring? That's not enough for old Vinnie Mac, is it, eh? Oh, God, no. We need to give them a gimmick. What can we do? Hmm. They're Mexican. I know. Let's be incredibly fucking racist. Let's have them all dress in overalls, put skits on about how we're going to do all the housework and jobs in your yard and all that sort of stuff. Again, playing to Mexican stereotypes. They're going to reference an old Mexican uh, prime minister or politician, at least, who once said that Mexicans in the United States are only there because they, the, the Americans want to pay them to do the jobs that other races won't do. I won't dive in because it, it all sounded quite terrible. They mm-hmm. played into that horrific racist comments there as well. And they rode lawnmowers to the ring as if that wasn't bad enough. Mags, CWF, everyone out there, I give you the Mexicals. Para toda mi gente mexicana y todos mis latinos, es hora de cambio. Ha llegado el momento de la batalla, de la guerra. Van a cambiar las cosas. Bingo, in time. It's gonna be working for me, so you don't wanna get on my bad side, cause everybody looks Latino. You ain't never heard nothing like this. Take a look around, my man, I have built this. You're trying to kill my spirit. I like, I like this one. Didn't last massively long. Uh, I think it was uh, um, Psychosis was the one who got fired, I yeah. think. Um, again with psychosis I, I don't know for certain but I'm gonna gamble it was something drug related because <laughs> that's kind of how things went but yeah Mexicals oh dear me yeah, absolutely it's just racism again it's just like right racism again and, and three um, like I said three amazingly talented wrestlers if you see uh, Super Crazy in ECW that yes. guy was, was he, he was unbelievable and he had some great matches in, in WWE. Um, 
but yeah, that gimmick was was grim. Do you know what they called the lawnmower, Max? Can you remember? Just coughing his guts up again there, look. I didn't know that. I couldn't remember the lawnmower even having a name. When they had one lawnmower, because at one point the gimmick got upgraded and they all had their own lawnmowers, so they must have been doing very well for themselves. <laughs> when they had the one lawnmower that they would ride to the ring on, you're going on about how they would cut people's lawns cheaper than the next person and all that sort of racist nonsense. So bad. So it's, bad. It's so bad. Uh, they referred to it as, I've got it right here, Mexican Limo 2005. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. How disgusting is this? It's horrific. It's so horrific. And you know that Vince McMahon would have been barely laughing at, at this bollocks. Ha ha! This is good shit, pal. It's funny because it's true. Ha, Look at I cut my lawn. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> That's enough of that because I don't want to start coughing like you. <laughs> but there we go. Those are your entrance into this week's Hall of Lame. Chain Wrestling's Hall of Lame. We have the Mexicals. And we have Black Rain. It's funny, really, because it's four very talented people saddled with four pretty shit um, gimmicks. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the Black Rain one was a mixture of, of Vince Russo and Dustin himself. And plus mm. he was in a bad place. Uh, apparently, if you mention it to him on Twitter, he blocks you. He doesn't like Black talking Rain. about the... No, Dustin Rhodes. If you mention Black Rain to no, him, I, he blocks you. I didn't mean if you mention it to Black Rain, Black Rain blocks you. <laughs> well, perhaps he does. You said there's a split personality. Perhaps somewhere in his yeah. psyche, Black Rain is still there. And perhaps he's trying, hide, hide, he's trying to hide in plain sight. And it's Black Rain blocking people on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, he may still be that split personality. I mean, his face paint in AEW is half of a face. So mm. perhaps... perhaps Black Rain is still here with us. Maybe he'll appear in, in AEW sometime. I hope so. I'm going to tweet him from the chain wrestling. <laughs> Enjoy getting blocked. <laughs> oh, Magsy, should we dive on into the chat before we look at our non-wrestling topic this week? Uh, we shall. Um, so we have King's Pigs Banner saying that sounds awesome. I'm assuming it means the, the cheese rolling because it's, it's not. Um, Sharon, the Monday night coughs kicking in. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I've, I've, I've had this cough slash cold for months now because it's long COVID. Basically, it's uh, the the la- after effects of COVID. But I've been absolutely fine for for the last week, and then it rocks up on here, and I'm coughing my absolute ring up. It's ridiculous. Anyway, um, Kingsford Banners obviously uh, watched the the link that you've you've sent, and it says, "Wow, she goes down like a sack of shit." He does. Cheese rolling is not for me. But she was victorious. It does go to show, though, that if you just throw yourself down and roll, you're probably going to beat everyone. So maybe we'd have an advantage, sir. Should we have a go next year? No. No. I'm I'm not that much of a fan (laughs) of cheese. I mean, it's double gloss of cheese. I mean, it's it's one of the boringest cheeses known to man. But it's not just the cheese. It's for the glory, Max. Can you imagine being able to go... Could you imagine that Monday night? First of all, you'd be in Gloucester, so we could do the show live from my house together, right? And that Monday night, well, I say from my house, probably from the hospital, we could do chain wrestling as victorious cheese rollers. Think of the clout. You could, I mean, <laughs> you could win the women's one, and I'll win the man's one, clearly. But I've yeah. just got to have a shave and let my hair down. 
I mean, <laughs> we've got it sewn up next year. Oh, You're look looking at, at your 2024 cheese roll winners right here. Yeah, right here. <laughs> King's Big Bad is also absolutely rolling at the Rattner Paul. Yeah, it's it's classic Vince Russo. Have a match and something has to end up on a pole. I mean, he's he's had a leg on a pole match. I don't even did that. I think that was a, an entrance into the Hall of Fame, but if it's not, it should be between yeah. Yoshi Tatsu and um, Tyson Kidd, I think. And it was about Yoshi Tatsu had got a wrestling figure, his first wrestling figure, and he's really proud of it. And Tyson Kidd brought the leg off, and Yoshi wanted that leg back, so it was put on a pole match. Yeah. Oh dear. I'm actually going to check the. I'm going to check the 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 back catalogue to see if that's actually in because I don't think that is. Story. That's a I don't great think that story. Is. I don't think I've heard that before. Well, and the match is what they have is actually really, really, really good. Really. That's Hall of Lane and the Link, all in one. Exactly. Uh, Scottish Dana Black Rain via base uh, at Genesis 2000 was a banger again. No, it, it was not. Ignore Scottish Dana on that. He's, he's <laughs> it's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cam Griffin late late hello. to the show, but hello sir, how are you? Um, um, King Pink Banner said he thought we was going to say Lucha House Party for a, for a minute. Jesus Christ! I mean, again, three amazingly talented wrestlers lumbered with a, an incredibly generic. Mexican gimmick. Hmm. Um, uh, Cam says uh, to uh, King Pig Valley, how are you, sir? And he says he's had a shit day, but improving now. He? Well, good. You know, oh. that that actually means that this show is, yeah. is worth it. If you can come here and we're making you move better, brilliant. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, Scotty sorry, Danny, you've had a, sorry to hear you've had a bad day as well, mate. I hope yeah, it does sort yeah. itself out, yeah. Yeah, same, same here. Uh, Scotty Danny says, Mexico's was a shit gimmick, but the theme song was amazing. I mean, driving down to the ring on a on a motorized Loma would be cool if it wasn't for the fact it was so goddamn racist. Exactly. Oh, dear me. Yes, indeed. Okay, we shall get on, Magsy, because we've still got our non-wrestling topic, and our wrestling topic to cover mm-hmm. this week. We have. So, shall we? Oh, creaky door. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's Carlos. He's, what, what you, he's trying to creep for some okay. keys. Carlos, the, the, everybody can hear you. You might as well show your face and say hello. <laughs> hello, amigos. Hello. Nothing. That's Carlos <laughs> doing his impression of a racist Mexican. There we go. <laughs> if he doesn't come down to the to the cage in to the Mexico's gimmick and with the music next time he's cage fighting, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah, you should do. Running a lawnmower to the cage. <laughs> Look at that. What a running. My wife brings me a cup of tea most shows. She never sticks her face on and says hello, does she? Yeah, but Carlos didn't even bring me a cup of tea. In. He just came and stole oh. some keys. And yes, Sharon, in case you're wondering, that was a hint. Sorry, Maxie. Shall we uh, Shall we get on and <laughs> look at our non-wrestling topic for this week? We shall. NWT time. Oh, no wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. <laughs> Oh, I was desperately guzzling some of my lemonade here then to try and I thought, I thought you were 
dropping uh, a far then the way no were... i was i was desperately guzzling some of my lemonade to try and get a load of gas inside me my chest so that i could um do a big nasty belch at the end of the non-wrestling topic jingle to coincide with the big nasty belch as part of the jingle but all i've done now is give myself heartburn <laughs> heartburn <laughs> uh cramping your ribs Mate, falling, falling over yeah, I wonder if I get incapacity benefit. Maybe. Shall I go get for on, that? Get on that pip. Get a little bit of that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. This week's non-wrestling topic was inspired in part by the fact that I used to love my job, and now it's gone away. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> We can't have nice things. <laughs> we can't have nice things. Uh, it's it's a, basically, we wanted to know everyone's favorite jobs they've had or dream job in the future or most fun they've had at work you know but more of a positive non-wrestling topic magazine because again i was going through the ch- the chain wrestling spreadsheet you know trying to update it little by little by little and there was once uh the worst day at work we've had in the past so that kind of popped in my head as well so that's kind of where we're, we're going this week and we've had some pretty good responses my friend haven't we we have uh a lot of people have had jobs that they really, really liked and some very surprising ones. So, yeah. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. I will read them out, Mr. Max. In the order that I've got them. In the order they came into us. So, there we go. We begin with Matt Butler, at Trey Butler on Twitter. He says, most fun I've had at work. I don't have that one on here. So, that's fun. No. Oh, it's, okay. I've got it. So I'll just read it out. Okay. All right. <laughs> you sound so sad when you couldn't find that. You're like, oh, what? I hate it. It, it, it triggers me. <laughs> okay. I can just make up anything though, couldn't I? Um, Matt, Butler, Matt Butler says, the most fun I've had at work was when I was working down the docks. Favours for sailors, they call it. I was the chiefest go. No, no, he doesn't say that really. I'm making all that up. <laughs> You sit on a throne of lies. Um, Matt Butler says, most fun I've had at work. Well, that goes, what goes on in the McDonald's Fallowfield store cupboard stays in the store cupboard. Shite out to Karen from Finland. <laughs> Brilliant. Amazing. <laughs> oh, oh dear. dear. So he probably had a, a bit of a filly of fish. He did. Oh, dude. Whoa. <laughs> With an extra fish. slice of cheese. Oh my goodness! And oh. some tartar sauce. Are you done? Lump, any any, any more McDonald's tartar sauce? Oh, fuck's sake! And and I, bet, I bet she ended <laughs> with a real McFlurry on. Are you finished? Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> That's a great one to say. I'm even got it on the list. <laughs> uh, Matt continues. I enjoyed working as a chef at Night and Day Cafe Manchester. I got to cook for the Magic Numbers, Clint Boone in Spiral Carpets, Bez, Goggle Bordello, and Sean Ryder's dad. Why? Not Sean Ryder, though. He didn't rock up. It was just his dad. Just his dad. How do we know it was his dad? Did he just say? He probably came in saying, I'm Sean Ryder's dad. I'd like a meal for free. <laughs> that is quite cool, though. Bez and all that as well, mind. Yeah. yeah. Clint Boone from the Spiral Carpets. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, pretty good stuff, mate. Pretty good stuff. Uh, Matt continues here. But I, I love my current job. I've got three equally diverse and wonderful clients that were contact contracts to provide IT services for. I have autonomy. Autonomy. Okay. Uh, yeah, autonomy, sorry. To manage my time and my work as I see 
as I see it, and I support and help define company strategy. I feel valued, motherfuckers. You can't buy that. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, in, exactly. In this, in this day and age, to uh, enjoy your job and feel valued in it is, yeah, it's it's worth its weight in gold. So, yeah, mm. great stuff. Yeah, without doubt, without doubt. Uh, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter. He Definitely says, that one. "Good stuff." He says, "But best time I've had at work is one I've told before, but I work in travel and got sent to meet suppliers and sample parts of the tours we offered in China." Four cities in eight days, and two big things off my bucket list in the Great Wall and the Terracotta Warriors. Yeah, he has, he has mentioned that before, and that is real good perk of the job, isn't it? That is fantastic it, stuff. Th- that's lifelong memories. Mm. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we come to our friend, the Photoshop wizard himself, King Pig's Bladders. Perhaps he should have his own jingle. I'll see if I can make him one. Mm-hmm. Do it. Best job I had was project manager in system dev. When the company went into administration, they thought it was best to keep me on until they closed fully, just in case. So they made me redundant and gave me a retention bonus too. I played PGA golf for four months and did no work. (laughs) Absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Danny at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter. Best job I ever had was as an ICT data entry officer. Five hours a day, 25 hours a week. I would go in at 6 a.m., leave at 11. I miss it. So could you pick your own hours? Yeah, maybe. That'd be finishing at 11. The day's your own. Yeah, that, that is like, a perk, isn't it? That's like postman hours. But is data entry not maybe a bit boring, Danny? Is Did you find that at all? Let us know in the chat, my friend. I mean, I suppose, but I mean, my my work is a lot of data entry, and I I don't find it boring because I can essentially a little bit like Matt, I can do it whenever whenever I want. It's mm. it's, it's a, a work from home uh, job, and yeah, it's, it's it, I can fit that around other things rather than th- other things around that. So yeah, it's uh, brilliant. And Danny says in the chat, yeah, it, w- it was flexi time. Yeah, ah, bang nice. on. Get in, get in early, finish finish before dinner. The day's your own. Yeah, great ah, stuff. Nice. Uh, Pig Spiders responds actually saying, I did that for a while myself, entering people's timesheets, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. It was dull, but so easy. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I worked during the day in a pet shop, which was great too, to be fair. Oh, yes, brilliant. Yeah. I saw there were jobs going at Pets at Home or Pet Smart or whatever it's bloody called when I started looking for work the other day. And I was like, I don't really want to work in retail because people are assholes. And, and I think I get to see the animals. I think the, the problem would be that they are, instead of being a local pet shop where your, your focus is the animals, that it's more big business. So your focus is selling um the the everything that comes around the animals and i don't think you'd have much yeah. time to maybe kind of like play and entertain yourself with with the animals so yeah. i don't think it'd be the same yeah i won't go for that <laughs> you go for it if, if that's what you want no people are assholes mate perhaps i could just get a job in the warehouse because they've got to store the animals somewhere aren't they is there an animal warehouse <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it, it could well be apart from spiders i ain't about that someone else can do that section 
went. Morty at MortyJR5 on Twitter. He says, honestly, what? You can't find that one. I, it's not that I can't find it. It's not on. So I, uh, a peek behind the curtain. What I do is I essentially get the the chain wrestling thread from from this topic, and all all of the the comments should be there, ready to scroll to. But scroll down um, a bit further. Uh, okay, maybe not. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there then. Yeah, it's weird. Maybe I've been oh, shadow banned off Twitter. Elon Musk has has effed it right up. Yeah, maybe, mate. Morty does say, though, honestly, my current job, I love it. It's very rewarding, despite the hours and effort I put in, every si- and every single day is different. And that, that's awesome again, isn't it, Magazine Young? Yeah. If you've got a job you love. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not it's like good. a job. Yeah. You're getting paid to do something that you love. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's that time of the week. We hear from our good friend Steve-O, at Total Steve-O on Twitter. Everybody say what time is it? Steve-O. He says, despite slating retail, uh, I, I wasn't aware he did that, Max. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've heard him mention it mm, at all. No. I thought he really loved his, uh, his job and, and the people he works with and the people he serves at work. Yeah. Maybe. Um, <laughs> despite slating retail, I didn't mind working at Sainsbury's, albeit 16 years ago. It was a night shift. I think it was 7 till 11. Uh, job was pretty simple and got on with most people and actually praised for the job I was doing. Same as when I was working in the kitchen again 20 years ago. Majority of people aged between 16 and 21. It was a real team spirited job where, once again, most of us got on. Looking back as a 16 year old, I have fond memories and made some really cool friends at the time. The thing I've noticed with fun at work is usually, i.e. nowadays, it's just getting on with the job without some dickhead constantly on your back. (laughs) I think he's spot on the money there, isn't he? It could well be. It's no coincidence people are laughing and smiling when the twat managers aren't in. Fair enough. I've never really had a dream job. Me and my brother have always envisaged opening a gym. In fact, and still annoyed he never went through with it, he and someone else pitched a personal training service for bands at Bloodstock Festival. Oh, wow, that's quite a clever idea. Yeah, very clever. Hmm ingenious incredibly the company that runs the festival agreed but my brother and business partner decided against it as it would cost them thousands to get the equipment this was six maybe seven years ago they'd have probably made their money back plus go to bloodstock and train band members etc mm-hmm. that'd have been pretty that's that's awesome if you get and, that, and, you know. and yeah and the contacts that you would make as well i mean you wouldn't maybe you wouldn't end up just doing it for for, I'm assuming Bloodstock is a festival. Yes, it's a heavy metal festival, yes. So it, that may end up, end up being a, a kind of travelling festival gym. Mm. Yeah. Very unique. Yeah. Don't give up on that, Steve-O. There's still plenty of, well, there's more and more festivals popping up all the time now. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So many, I, I get so many posts online about different festivals all over the place. So, you know, if that's still a uh, potential idea or something like that, maybe revisit that in the future sometime. But I reckon that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve does finish up by saying, Me and Jason have always said it would be amazing turning Elite FPL into our job. I always think, imagine your job just having to talk about something you're passionate about. Yeah, it'd be very brilliant. true. It'd be brilliant. I mean, yep. it would have, uh, and I'm sure Sarah, Sarah will agree with this, but it would have always been um, 
outstanding if podcasting could would have turned into a full-time gig uh, yeah. a full-time paying gig um just like like steve, steve says talking about something that you're passionate about it doesn't feel like you're working so mm. i mean for for him to him and jason to turn elite fpl um which is it's so good as it is now it, and it's just brilliant going, it's fantastic just that extra extra step up uh then I don't think they would be that far away from it being at least uh, a source of, of an income, if not a full-time job. Um, mm. So, yeah, that'd be amazing if, if they were able to pull that off. And uh, we here at Cherry Wrestling would be 100% behind them if they did. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, Chris Bellis, at Real Chris Bellis on Twitter. He says, it sounds odd because it's just as backbreaking and heartbreaking as it is rewarding. But honestly, I love being a nurse. Good That's on great you. stuff. Yeah. yeah, good on you. If you're happy in, awesome. in your work... And you, you know can... it, clap your hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, you tend to be happy um, in in other aspects of your life, don't you? Mm. Yeah, there we go. And finally, we have Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast at Good Bad Wrestle on Twitter. And they say, best job. When I returned to the UK, the school I would be teaching at in 2002 to 2003 asked if I would work the last six weeks of the 2001-2002 school year. North Carolina finished end of May. I did, and then got paid over the summer holiday too, unbeknownst to me when I agreed. That's pretty really? cool. What a little Brucey bonus. Yeah, lovely stuff. So Can't then he that, decided mate, to move back to America as well. Yeah, there we go. I say I say that's finally, but it's not. I've just got the screenshots in a bit of a funny order. Because we had Cam Griffin. Tweet into the show uh, not long before we went on air, I think, Maxi, to be fair. And yep. he says, hindsight, best job and most fun I had was the first three years of my electrical apprenticeship. Absolutely great people to work with and some hysterical moments. Dream job would be running my own cafe, just doing so soup and toasters, an absolutely elite combo. And to round it off on a soppy note, the greatest job, if you can call it that, is being a parent. Absolutely love it, even when it's the craft. What? You absolute sap. But yeah, it is right. Oh, I thought <laughs> you said sigh. No, he's a sap. Oh. Just uh, stop it for doing that. But it is good. Yeah. You, you're, uh, your little ends are still very young, though, Cam, aren't they? You wait till they get a little bit older, my friend, yeah. and they bring the police and they become, to the door. And, they know. become dickheads. Yeah, it happens. It, you're still there 11. Is, there is a rate, yeah, between, say, maybe five and 20 they become knobs, the kids. <laughs> Five and, and 20. That's quite a yeah. window. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm generalizing, but yeah, you will have an, uh, um, a period where you think, you little tossers, just yeah. be here for once. Uh, but yeah, it, it, being a parent is absolutely amazing. Oh, being, right. a grand, being a grandparent is, is just as amazing because you get the best parts of being a parent and then, the, the actual parents have to deal with the shitty parts, which is win-win. I hope that that is a long way off for me. Mm, I hope that. And then four came pretty much at once. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, there we go. Magzi, what about your good self with regards to a job you've loved and then indeed maybe a dream job? And her is my beautiful wife handing me a cup of tea. Thank you. Do you want to come and say hello to the CWF? 
No, she does not. Look at that. Okay. Carlos <laughs> isn't even part of the team of CW, uh, uh, SJP and shows his face. Sharon has got the number one listened podcast and, and won't even rock up. It's no. ridiculous. Ridiculous. She's big timing um, us, mate. She, she's big timing us, no? Oh, yeah. I, I can see a rider being put in very soon. She yeah. only will eat the brown M&Ms. And yeah. She'll, she'll only do She'll only do mags and sign next week if she has a certain expensive coffee and all this sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Hey, she's got to have a feature in, so it'll be mags and sign featuring um, everywhere from Sharon the pages. Korea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. It'll be that we have to plug her book and podcast every 90 seconds. Or so. Yeah, she, yeah, she's big timing us, mate. The, the quiz will have to be about her book. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Only joking, Shah. I love you. And thank you for my cup of tea. Yes, yeah, so anyway, what about back on, you? Back on to me. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had um, a weird range of jobs, to be fair. I've done factory work. I've I've done a little bit of social care. Um, but I think the best, the most fun I've had in work is actually doing factory work. Um but not so much on like machines or, or things like that. It's when uh, I, I, I was the assistant manager of a store section. So they kept uh, that, the records of everything that that factory needed to, to run. Uh, and how our little team was, was just amazing. It was like a, a boys club. Um, we would play pranks on. I mean, it wasn't all boys. There were some females involved in the team, but we'd play pranks on each other, like stabbing the, the uh, people's cans of, of pop just underneath the 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 uh, the opening. So when you drunk it, it all went down all over you. Uh, pallet wrapping people to to the the racking. We do that a lot. Uh, racing uh, the the forklifts, tipping the forklifts. Yeah, we've done we've done that before. Uh, so yeah, I had. I mean, it was it was a shit job. Uh, crap here, but yeah, we I used to have a lot of fun doing that. Um, in terms of a dream job, it was always to be a doctor, always oh, okay. from from very young. Um, I, I I don't even think it was my dream particularly. It was I think it was like a dream that the family pushed on me because I, I did really well in school. Uh, I was easily the the most intelligent member of my family by a long way um and i actually ended up doing four a levels at college and then going to uh, manchester uh, school of medicine for a couple of years uh so it, it was well on the way to to uh, becoming a doctor and then i got uh really ill i ended up with a um a knot in my bowel oh, um yeah, so that ruled me out for the best part of nine months, and by the time I, I was fit and well enough to go back to uni, the 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 year was over. Um, so it would have meant having to start again. And at that age, you 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 kind of want to start like earning some some mm. some money. So it it just wasn't to be. Uh, so yeah, that I think that would have been the dream. You would have uh, been podcasting with. With Doctor Mags instead of Pod Farmer Mags. Doctor Mags, there we go. Ah, oh, fair enough, thing. I mean, everyone knows that I loved my job until I got laid off this week. You know, that was I. I, I love the people there. I love the job I was doing. It's a real shame that it's, it's happened the way it has. And you never know. They said that you know, if certain things are sorted in six months, a year's time, 
they want they'll give me a call. They want me back if that role becomes And I hope so. Yeah. And 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 like I said, this is no disrespect to the company. It's not like they've done this um out of spite or oh, just yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. everybody it, it's the it's the the economic environment we're in. They're they're struggling, which unfortunately it, it passes down the chain. Uh and and the people who bear the brunt of it are, are guys like yourself. The, mm. They 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 would love to keep, but unfortunately can't afford to. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't even go as far as to say necessarily struggling. I don't know the ins and outs of it, and it's not my business to talk about it on here. But I understand that a couple of things happened business-wise that had to be reacted to. So that's yeah, as far yeah. as I'll, I'll yeah, go. Yeah. But yeah, it, it was a shame. Uh, but prior to this one, I suppose it's, I suppose it would be perks out of jobs, because I've never really loved working in any particular role excessively, barring the one I was just in. So I suppose you look at extra perks to those roles. Um, I did once work a, a machine in place for a, a quite a while doing, doing days and nights. And the night shifts were always a good crack because if a machine broke down, we were told don't touch it. Mm-hmm. So if enough of them broke down or we ran out of work, we would just stay till seven o'clock in the morning playing darts. Brilliant. Yeah. And that's just the way it was. We were told we were expected to be there, but the machines weren't running. So, you know, I know for a fact, one of the people I worked with, when I say one of the people, no, it wasn't me. For any, no, I might have done it once, but it wasn't me on a regular <laughs> w- would go around and just sort of touch the emergency stop and restart it. So then once the, once the machine is juddered, that's it. It's fucked. You got to shut it down and stuff like that. So just so we could get to playing darts a bit quicker, but there you go. You'd think the amount of darts I played at this place, I'd be a much better dart player as well, by the way, never really worked out that way. I've never uh, got the hand of darts. I don't know how to aim a dart. No. I enjoy it, and I got okay for a little while, but I was never good. And I, I had friends who were very, and one of my, one of them, uh, one of my best friends, Ash, he is very good. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, oh, you, do you want to come around mine and play darts? He's like, yeah, sure. And then it's like, after about half an hour, I'm like, oh, why did I say yes? I just never win. You know, and, and then it's, got, it's not like he's going to let you. You're just cannon fodder to win. And then we've got the thing with Liv as well, who from a very very young age would score our darts games whether she'd use the scoreboard on the phone that we had or pen and paper or whatever and then she would start playing darts herself and it's a bit of a detour but there we go we're talking and then that. she beat you she did she got so downstairs in the kitchen still downstairs in the kitchen still we've got a dartboard hung up like you know regulation height and all that sort of the, the, the casing to the chalk and all that sort of stuff underneath it We've got a secondary dartboard for Liv when she was five, maybe. So she could play at an eye level rather than having to tr- constantly throw up and stuff like that. You know, and yeah, yeah, she got she got very, very good. But yeah, that was um, and, one job. And, okay. and when she beat you, you never played her again. I, oh, mate, it's caked in dust now. <laughs> uh, when I was, I, I mentioned it before on the show, when I was 16, 17, I worked for Gloucester City Football Club for a little while. I loved that before the big floods that trashed the stadium and city were doing well and it, it was a great time absolutely brilliant and you know work it just each day was different you know and again it comes down to certain little perks i get a cooked meal every day as part of my my job and and 20 cigarettes from the from the machine every day as part of my <laughs> you know it was i would love if that was wrought into the contract oh mate yeah i'd be my players might have been i don't <laughs> But that was great. That was good. Um, and I suppose the only other one that I sort of look at, I think there were certain perks to, would be when I worked for national car parks because in a certain car park, nothing would ever break down. So I just have to do nothing. 
So I could take yeah. a computer, I could take a laptop in, I could take my phone in, I could take a tablet in, I could do, I could do work that wasn't work because I'd never be needed. If I went out on the piss the night before, I could, I could go into work, set the ticket machines running. Yeah, and I knew exactly where the, the security camera in the office was. I could turn sideways underneath it, put my feet up against the filing cabinet and basically lie down and go to sleep. And nobody would bother wow. me. Brilliant. You know, so... Yeah, but there we go. There what we about go. dream jobs? Dream jobs? Well, you get the usual, don't you, when you're a kid? I, you know, I was like 10... You dream about being a footballer, don't you? But you know, sadly, there's a, there's a criteria to that in actually having to be good at football, which I never fucking was. So that kind of you know shot me in the foot with that one. Uh, and then, of course, you know, from a very young age to probably older than I should have been, realistically considering this, um, wrestling was always in my mind. I wanted to have a match at some description, and every now and again, when I'm pissed up, it pops in my head. And I'm like, mm, should I? But no, it's, it's not a good look. I mean, I'm 42 and broken, I can't get out of bed by walking into my wardrobe. So, it's <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but that was you've always done the, you've done the the next next best thing and done the commentary on wrestling. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I love being involved with that. The commentary was a great was a great time. I really yeah, loved doing great. that. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I suppose then the next thing from that would, would be something to do with this, with content creating, wouldn't it? I suppose I'd, I'd love yeah. for this to make enough money to be my job uh, and go from there. So, but again, it's pipe dreams. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's so difficult, isn't it? So, you know. Dream, believe, achieve. I'm sure with enough oh, work, you can make it happen. And I think you've froze. Or if I froze, well, or you I, froze. I don't know. That'd be, be, be fantastic if it ever did. Okay. My internet's gone, hasn't it? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Your face was frozen. Um, Am I back? You're back. Yes. Okay. I can see the little signal filling back up with internet now. So there we go. Okay. Yeah. What, what was I saying? Did you catch open? I said, or was it just cut off? Yeah, we caught, we caught the majority of it. A little bit of robotics, but yeah. Like I said, dream, believe, achieve. If uh, uh, I'm sure if you're working it, we can get to a stage where you are a, a media conglomerate. Well, you're the maybe. next with SJP is the next fightful, next fight for bloody hell. Okay, are those ones we like or are those ones we don't like? The, I mean, they're the ones that, that didn't do their due diligence with chain wrestling. Oh yeah, we don't like them. Fuck fightful. Um <laughs> <laughs> We do like fightful, really. No, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Uh Magzi, do you wanna play our little jingle so we could talk a bit of wrestling? Because when that's going on, I can like, you know, step away from the camera because I've just realized I left my notebook on the other side of the room and I need to go get it. No, <laughs> go and get the notebook first. I can't go get the Are you so, ready? Yeah. You, you've got so, <laughs> my other rib, my other rib. <laughs> you've got ten ha- seconds. Go. Sorry, I'm, I'm Let's get ready to rumble! Oh, that was so mean of me. See, you panicked me then, and I've dropped my fucking pen now. I don't know where it's going. <laughs> Do you want <laughs> to play it again? We'll give you another 10 seconds. Let's get ready to rumble! And what I'll do is, on the audio version, I'll tidy all that up. <laughs> and you'll just edit it out. <laughs> I won't at all. That'll stay in. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. I suppose, Max, we're jumping ahead of ourselves, aren't we? 
we should have had a little look in the chat and see if anyone's... I don't think many comments have come in in the meantime. They were just listening to us talk about our dream jobs. But uh, yeah, um, Sharon's... Uh, oh, uh, Scott Stanley says he spent a lot of time in his job uh, whilst uh, on Twitter, which is brilliant. Well done. Um, Sharon um, says, which book? Is it the one that Sarah has or hasn't read? Oh. Which one have you not read, Sarah? Um, Sweet Melody, the one that's been out for two years. Uh, so you are a monster, aren't you? If you're not even supportive of your your wife's endeavours, I'm very fucking supportive. You <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> I just can't read. <laughs> There's not enough pictures in it for me. <laughs> well, yeah, what she writes tonight, fucking hell. You couldn't have I'm pictures. Surprised like you don't have the book open and then like a copy of the Beano inside it. <laughs> oh my god, Sharon, this is brilliant. How have you how have you got Dennis the Menace and Nasher into this situation? Have you ever seen the episode of the program Bottom where he sits down to read uh, War and Peace and he opens it up and he goes, Oh, we've been at this book quite a while now, and he reads a line and has to stop and get the dictionary out because he doesn't understand it, and then that's what he's yeah. been doing for like years. That might be how I sort of go ahead with reading. I'm but I don't know. I'm just <laughs> why do you not get Sharon to read it in audio form and then you can listen to it as a podcast. You're kidding me, ain't you? It's 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 a book about it's all filthy, smutty stuff, isn't it? My wife sat there talking about that. Bloody to hell. you, I'm not saying I, put, I, it pressure, <laughs> not put it out for every not put it out for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I think of my blood pressure. My goodness. I had the ambulance like the other day because of pains in my chest. What are you trying to do? <laughs> and last comment for now is uh don't forget your new C V title you can add now. Simon. <laughs> Yeah, that is true. That is true. Using, um, using your Sunday name as well, so it must be must be important. What is what is uh, your new well, some of, title? Some of the articles I wrote a little while back for Pro Wrestling Stories have, have been on the, the front page of um, the MSN site and so Amazing. on. So I've been, I've been told by the fella who runs Pro Wrestling Stories, who is an absolute diamond. I love JP to bits. He's, he's amazing. That I should be just uh, describing myself as a um an msn affiliated journalist is apparently yeah, the title oh. that i should be going but uh, i think that sounds a little bit grandiose for me but it's lovely it's why, a nice not, though? why not yeah. get it done get it in your in your twitter and your tiktok bio that you are you an employee of msn i don't know <laughs> oh dear Oh, Scottish Danny in the chat. I watched let's this run. Let's get to this one first. Sharon, Sharon. Oh, Jesus. I can't read that smut out. So she wrote the smut, <laughs> but she can't yeah. even read the smut. That's no. Sharon. You, that's filth. That's filth. Uh, yeah, Scottish Danny. I watched this rumble earlier today. So did I. I cannot yeah. believe who they chose to come in at number 30. I can't believe who they chose to come in at multiple numbers because... It was ridiculous, but I'm sure we're going to get into it. Well, this is true. This is true. So, Magsy won the poll again. Um, Why do you say it like like you're disappointed? I'm, I apologise. I, to be honest, I feel incredibly let down. Okay? I've not watched this Royal Rumble for a very, very long time. I've not watched it back for a long... Uh, barring today, obviously, for the show. I've not watched it back for an incredibly long time. And I knew Sean won. 
And when you said 96 Royal Rumble and Shawn Michaels won it, and you're like, it's your guy who wins this one. I'm not going to lie. I got a little bit excited. I thought, oh, do you know what? If I don't win, it's going to be all right because Shawn wins the Rumble. This is going to be great. And now I've watched it back. I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. You built up my house. It was so shit. It was so shit. (laughs) It's absolute crap. Oh, dear me. Yes, the 1996 Royal Rumble didn't even close the pay-per-view. They knew it was that crap. (laughs) I think um, (laughs) it was the the first ever Royal Rumble that didn't end the pay-per-view. That's how awful it was. What uh, the first one was middle of the card, wasn't it? But was that paper I mean, or was that television? No, I, that was that not on like a, a a TV special? Yes, you're right. Yes, okay. Uh, this was first aired, like we said, via pay per view, January twenty first, nineteen ninety six, from the Sunland Arena in Fresno, California. Less than ten thousand in this little arena because everyone even knew beforehand that this was gonna suck, and nobody went. No, but to be fair to the fans that did go, at least they were they were somewhat entertained by the show. They were they weren't the the kind of fans that just sit on the hands and and were quiet. At least you got a little bit of like they were entertained a little bit. Do you think so? Because I got a few notes that say otherwise. <laughs> no, there were there were there were, I mean, obviously it wasn't the best pay per view, but there were um there were some some points where the fans were did feel a little bit invested. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh dear me. Um before the rumble begins, we get something they don't do anymore. And it does feel I mean this is 96, but it does feel really 80s mm-hmm. with regards to the cheap well, I suppose you're thinking 199991, so it is 90s, I suppose, but it's very 80s golden era of wrestling, having everyone cut a very short 15 second promo to the camera about how they're going to win the Royal Rumble. And we get one of those. We do. And it starts off with renowned professional wrestler, Dr. Jeff Unger, <laughs> <laughs> who is talking about how he has no concerns about Shawn Michaels returning to the ring. He just wished it wasn't in the Royal Rumble with 29 other guys. Yeah, exactly. So, Shawn, you faking fucker. They were not wrong with you, but I would prefer you to come back in a one-on-one. Yeah, there you go. Oh, dear me. And he was a real doctor as well. He wasn't a lack. I googled him. He was. He's still got surgery. <laughs> he's he's a real doctor. He's a real doctor. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't just some it was, random. It was, it was moonlighting as a as a wrestling doctor. Yeah, it weren't like because they had the blackboard behind him, didn't they? And on the blackboard, they just had random medical words written on it to make it look yeah, like you. Like, <laughs> with there were tests that that needed doing. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And because uh, obviously that's how all doctors operate. They drag a blackboard around behind them to remind them of what to do next. Exactly. And um <laughs> Yeah, so I Googled him like this dude must be an actor or some shit. No, he's an actual doctor. So with that name as well, mm. Dr. Unger. It doesn't I thought that's got like to be a working name. name. Yeah. It fe- it feels like a, a working name. Yeah, but it's not. It's wow. his real name. So yeah, good luck, Dr. Unger. Uh the whole thing is just based around Shawn Michaels. If there yeah. was ever a rumble that, I mean, we do get it occasionally 2000, I think leans towards this a little bit with the rock and 2002 definitely leans towards this with triple H. And I probably, you know, you probably think when you look at 93 as well, leans towards it with Yokozuna really. Yeah. And, and even not long after this, like 98, 99 were definitely stone cold uh, yeah. centric rumbles. 
but they were done so much better than this one. So yeah. much better. Yeah, that's it. And they're all leaning. Everyone's just talking about Sean. The commentary is talking about. I mean, you know, spoiler alert: Sean doesn't come in until the latter half of the match. No, but yeah, it's, they're talking it's about. Very, it's very um, backloaded. This uh, rumble, they they get through a lot of shit before they bring out the big stars. Yes, indeed. Uh, we begin with Hunter Hurst Helmsley, who yes. lost a match on the kickoff show earlier that day. Mm-hmm. to get the number one spot and his opponent gets the number 30 spot. We will see them shortly. Hunter Helmsley, his first opponent of the night in the 30 man over the top rope Royal Rumble match, challenging for a potential shot at Bret Hart at WrestleMania is Henry Godwin. Because why the fuck not? Eh? Because you've got the posh blue blood and you've got the, the commoners muck pig farmer. It's mm. just, Right it, yourself, man. it does, it does. <laughs> the clash of styles. Oh, dear me. Speaking of clash of styles, Bob Backlund is out at number three. <laughs> and this is, I mean, we're at, at number three, and we're already bringing back wrestlers who shouldn't have been wrestling for a decade to make up the numbers. It's, oh, And he looks so out of place, Backlund, doesn't he? I mean, don't get me wrong, complete legend in the sport. He really is. Man as uh, a box of frogs as well. Yeah. But he looks like he's never, ever seen the sun. He's as white as Seamus. He is still wearing the same wrestling gear that I think he won his world title in, in 1979, was it? He won that? He's, he's never taken them off. No, he probably sleeps in those boots. Yeah. You know? Uh, it's just not a good look, is it? Jerry Law- Speaking of not good looks, Jerry Lawler comes out next. <laughs> all the big all the big stars come in for the rumble. Yeah, so. And I love the way that Vince sells it as... Um, not that the, the roster is paper thin and we're basically scraping the bottom of the barrel, but that everybody is so um, interested in winning this Royal Rumble that even people like Jerry Lawler are coming out of wrestling retirement to, to try and win. Bollocks. It was You had Nova wrestlers on the card. Oh, it's so bad. And after Lawler, we get Bob Holly, who is in his racing gimmick kind of Sparky. Stick. Sparky plug, Sparky yeah. Thurman plug, whatever it was oh called. Um, I'm running through these 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 early entrants fairly quickly, Magsy, just to get to to Jake Roberts at number seven, really, because I think that's the first moment we get something spectacular happen or something a bit that gets yeah. the crowd going. I mean, um, it's usually uh, for for Royal Rumbles you would see um, the first couple of uh, of wrestlers kind of clean house or at least one of them kind of clean house. But I think Vince knew that his talent was so lackluster that he tried to distract the fans by just filling the ring. Yeah. That's, because yeah. You, don't, you don't get any eliminations for, I think there's a good 10 people before you see a, an elimination. And for me, it, it instantly made me think, this is done so you're not focused on, well, how the fuck is is Mabel the star of this this rumble, or how is um, Duke the dumpster draws in the star of this rumble? This was pack the ring out, so at least there's something to to distract you from realizing how shit this was. Well, the first person eliminated was Bob Backlund, but mm-hmm. to put that into context, Bob Backlund was eliminated by Yokozuna, who didn't enter until number nine. Yeah, there you go. 
So that's nearly a third of the way through the Rumble before anyone's eliminated. So the, yeah. you're right. They're really filling the ring up. Um, after Bob Holly, we have King Mabel, as you mentioned, Magsy. Evil King, King Mabel. Mabel. Oh, no. for, yeah, you can tell he's a bad guy because he ain't got the blonde hair anymore. No. And th- this is not long after he almost killed Diesel at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then we have Jake Roberts coming out. And the crowd pop big for Jake Roberts. Yeah. And he's got the snake. And the music is just... Oh, I love Jake Roberts' WWF theme. It's it's just such of its time and brilliant. And mm-hmm. J- Jake Roberts comes out, throws the snake in the ring. Everyone panics and runs around and so on. And the crowd then all of a sudden wake up for the first time, I think, because yeah. they've been relatively quiet up until this point, haven't they? Yeah, they, I mean, they, who have they had in, in terms of star power there? Absolutely. I mean, Triple H, yeah, he's a star now, but at the time he was, he wasn't the, he, he was mid-card at best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was nobody really there for for the uh, the fans to massively root for, uh, and I think this was Jake coming back after being out of the in the wilderness for for quite a few years. This is uh, in the run up to his uh, uh, evangelical storyline, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, the stuff at King of the Ring with with uh, that ends up helping make Stone Cold a huge star. So yeah, this was. This was a return that you were you would be glad to see. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. A bit of star factor, a bit of, you know, nostalgia yeah. factor as well, and, and so on. Yeah, of course. Uh, talking of nostalgia factor, eight at oh, number geez. eight, Dory Funk. <laughs> Not Terry Funk. No. Dory Funk. And mm. he was 55 years old at, at this point in mm-hmm. 1996. He was 55. And he looks 75. Yeah, and Vince tries to play up the the ass for Terry, but he was busy wrestling. So essentially, Dory was <laughs> he was he was a replacement for a replacement. Uh, and yeah, I don't think he kind of got the the point of a of a Royal Rumble. He he just suplexes everybody mm. all the time. And falls I mean, over in his day. Don't get me wrong. Absolute legend in his day. But now he looks like a, a wish version of Hulk Hogan. Well, not even. Oh, mate, that's being harsh to wish versions of Hogan. <laughs> you know, if I worked for Wish and heard you say that, I'd be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not a good look. It's, it's not, not at all. It's not. Um, we do get the mention though of the NWA, and this happens once or twice in this rumble. And yeah. you got to think that Vince never spoke about the competition. Well, not even competition. He never acknowledges other wrestling companies ever. And here we are in '96, and he talks about the NWA. Later on, he talks about All Japan Pro Wrestling. He yeah. talks about the USWA, all in the course and, of an hour. And you know. Th- that Vince is dying inside having to do this. Mm, Absolutely dying inside, but needs must. Uh, And when you're having to borrow wrestlers to fill out the the rumble, you've got to give, uh, give a little bit back. And yeah, he he was saying this through gritted teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. At this point, we start getting the question of where is Jerry Lawler? Where's he disappeared to? And he has sneaked well, off. Uh, so this bit I enjoyed. I thought this was good. He, he'd actually uh, been covered with the snake. So when Jet Roberts came in, he obviously brings out a snake, and um, uh, everybody jumps out. Uh, but Lawler is too too slow, and he gets covered with the snake. Uh, and in the in the melee, and when everyone got back in the ring, uh, Lawler Lawler stayed on the outside, 
and then slowly he he snuck his way under the ring. Very clever. Very, but, very clever. Yep, very great tactician. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Oh dear me. Uh we then see who have we got next? Yokozuna. Yeah. You know, to not much of a reaction at all, which I think is a real shame considering he was world champion less than two years ago. But he he looks in very poor condition. I mean, mm. he was quite spread as a as a as a wrestler in in his uh, in his WF title run time. For such a big guy, he was very energetic. He was very yes. agile. That this leg drop not, was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. This is not an agile Yokozuna whatsoever. No. He's he's a lot bigger, like notice, noticeably bigger. Um, yeah, this he he looked rough uh, no. and poor. Henry Godwin. There's a there's a spot where uh, Mabel and Yoko are splashing each other in, in in the in the corner, and Henry Godwin, who's a big guy, I think he's what six seven, uh, yeah, about he's, 300, he's cute, yeah, three three hundred plus pounds himself. He's squashed in the corner behind these two behemoths, and you don't even know he's there until until they come away, and he's just flattened like a pancake <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Um, we do then get possibly the biggest pop of the Rumble yet when the one, two, three kid comes out. But it's not for the one, two, three kid. It's for Razor Ramon. It's for our buddy Scott Hall. He comes running to the ring to attack one, two, three kid because the kid has cost him the Intercontinental title earlier on mm-hmm. in the event. And you bear in mind, we're now looking at where are we? This is entrance number 10 with yeah. the one, two, three kid. And the biggest reaction of the night is for a guy who's not even in this match. I think that no. says a lot, Mags. Yeah, and there's a this bit is a, I think it's just distraction again to to show that this is a shit Royal Rumble. The 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 roster is thin, and just getting that razor pop. <coughs> oh dear, excuse you, <laughs> Mags is struggling there. Uh, next up, after one two three kid comes in, when we have our little Scott Hall cameo, we have Amori making his entrance. Uh, he is from All Japan Pro Wrestling. Had a decent-ish career in Japan. He wrestled for All Japan. He won their Triple Crown at one stage. And I think he worked <laughs> a little bit for New Japan and Noah, maybe, places like that. But at this point, in 1996, in this particular arena, no one gives a shit. Uh, Vince didn't even give a shit. Um, all he mentioned was he was a wild man from Japan. Hmm. Mentioned it about the three standard. or four times. With the standard Japanese entrance music that all of these Japanese wrestlers get. <laughs> the because, Orient you know, Express. Racism. <laughs> ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> this bit did tickle me, though, because we didn't mention our commentary team. We've got Vince McMahon as our play-by-play commentator, which is either, uh, at best, it's okay. At worst, it's comical nonsense. And mm-hmm. we've got quite a bit of comical nonsense from Vince in this particular rumble. One of these moments here is when Savio Vega makes his entrance. The countdown happens, his music starts, and Vince doesn't fig- can't figure out who it is. He's there going, and, and, and here, here he comes. Here who comes to himself. Live on commentary, on pay-per-view, but till Savio Vega walks out and he's oh, yes, it's Savio Vega. Yeah, because it's not been fed to him through his, his microphone. And why would Vince remember the theme music of one of his own wrestlers? Yeah, because there we go. Reasons. Oh, you say about 
feeding him via the headset or whatever, who's coming next and so on. They were talking all the time throughout this rumble that you could ring the WWF superstars hotline and yep. they would tell you who was, who was next, next before they came out. And it was, was it Ray Rougeau who was running the lamb? Was it really? Why? Yeah. Imagine that. Just giving Ray Rougeau a call. Who's next, pal? Oh, really? It's Vader. Oh, a <laughs> minute. Yeah. I wonder Just if anyone. Get... <laughs> I wonder if anyone in the states did that more than once during the Rumble. How, how, had, how it, had it had Ray Rougeau basically talking you through the through yeah. the match <laughs> for like the the hour and a, a quarter that the match went on. Dear me, these next entrants aren't much better, mind. Um, I love Vader. I'm a big WCW mark, as everyone knows. I think, but... was, th- was this his debut? Yes. I think this was his WWF right. debut, yeah. But WWF Vader, it didn't they quite him. work out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, and then... Shawn Michaels fucked him, let's say. Well, yeah, he wasn't... He wasn't. Though I'm not disagreeing, of course, but Vader didn't help himself because he was in no... no good physical condition he, he, was, he had a bad attitude he, yeah, apparently bad attitude. He, he didn't wash his ring gear so he yeah he stunk yeah so. he, he didn't you know help himself shall we no. say which is a shame which is a shame uh we then see doug gilbert for crying out loud from the uswa don't you know yeah from the do you know why um, they fired him because he i don't know they got rid of Doug Gilbert, apparently, because when he was working, what, what, a, a company he was associated with was like, like OVW was, like one of these um, training grounds for wrestlers that would then go up to, yeah, yeah. you know, like a little territory. And the USWA, I think, well, he had links with that, and he was USWA. Or maybe it was somewhere else in Texas, I'm not sure. But wherever he, he helped run this company and helped, you know, train the wrestlers to go up to the WWF, he live in front of a, a crowd and live, I believe on television, I think you can find footage of this, got a microphone and cut a shoot promo on Brian Christopher, calling him all sorts of names. Let wow. everybody know that Brian Christopher was Jerry Lawler's son, which was a big no, no in the business. They were still trying to hide that at the time. Yeah. I mean, it was and, a story that in WWF at the mm, time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. And then went on to call Jerry Lawler, a pedophile and says that he attacks 13 year old girls in his hotel room. I mean, no lies were, were told in this promo, but mm. it's still... Yeah, is it any wonder you didn't work for them anymore? I, I mean, on the other side of the coin, his brother did apparently tag up with Mr. Perfect a lot, so... Yeah, yeah, very true. <laughs> if that's any consolation. Oh, <laughs> um, we come to the squat team, no? Squat team number one and squat team number two. <laughs> Apparently, are there genuine names in the WWF? Yep, they are in the records. Uh, the, these were actually, I think, the headhunters yeah. in ECW. Uh, and they they were awful, weren't they? They were terrible. They so looked bad. like a they shrunk like, down like Kamala. Yeah, they looked like a shrunk barrels with Kamala face paint. Yeah, so bad. So bad. Um, they get eliminated relatively quickly. Well, and the then... first one does. And then, yeah, the, and then second the second one, one comes, the out second straight one comes out straight after just because the look of the draw. Obviously. Oh, yes, of course. And then and they th- both try, well, they both end up getting in. And so, um, squat, squat for number one, would you say? I don't <laughs> he know. gets eliminated twice. Mm. So that's that's fun. And it's, it's one of those scenarios where they're kind of as wide as they are tall. Yeah. So when they fall out of the ring, 
they kind of just keep rolling like a weeble. <laughs> yeah. They would be amazing at the Gloucester uh, cheese. Oh, are they still alive? I think they're still alive, aren't they? I have no idea. I've, I've tried to burn them out of my memory. No, I'm going to track them down. I'm going to see if I can find... Uh, but they, there's two of them, so we've got, we got you know, a whole 50, extra 50. a whole extra chance of finding at least one of these people alive. And I'm going to see if they'll represent chain wrestling at the cheese rolling in 2024. I'll, yeah, I'll contact and, them. And just, and just push them. Just stand at the top. Yeah. Don't let them roll. Just, yeah, just roll them down. Yeah, yeah. there we go. We've got that 2024 cheese Mate, roll. Honestly, we've got it in the bag. We're sorted. These people who come over from Canada and whatnot and pass out halfway down, they got no chance next year. Um, <laughs> Owen Hart is out next with his very old-fashioned new generation entrance music, but I kind of like it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not very memorable for, for mm. me. But it kind of sticks in my head, though, to be fair. I, I, I forget about it, but then when I hear it, I'll be humming it all day tomorrow. Yeah. I, I do prefer is I am not a nugget kind of uh, hammer on a, an anvil style yeah. music. Oh, okay. And here he comes. The main event. Vince McMahon's walking wet dream at number 18. Sean Michaels enters the foray. He comes dancing down to the ring with his hair looking long and glorious I think and it's your wet dream, not, not just Vince's. You know, we're going to go carry on through, of course, but you look through the rest of the lineup, there's fuck all. Yeah, I mean, he, he's the I star. He's the star of this. Man. Have you broken me? No, it's okay. I got you. Okay. Yeah, he, he's clearly the star of this very paper thin roster. Um, and you can tell that when one of his uh, early eliminations is both of Mabel and Yokozuna yeah. by himself on his own. Yeah. Cause he's two cause guys. He's just, super strong. Uh, what is they They pitched Yoko as 600, uh, Mabel, not much less than him. So 11, say 1100 pounds and Sean just heaves him over by himself. Mm-hmm. Not the typical Royal Rumble, um, elimination for big guys where everybody has to pile on. No, Super Sean, uh, 10 stone piss wet through, um, does it by himself. Amazing. By the power of his glorious mullet, he throws the lardies over the top rope. Exactly. Uh, Hakushi is number 19. He's out next. I like Hakushi. Whenever I see it, even in this rumble, I'm watching him thinking, this guy was good. As a wrestler, yeah, it was superb. As a character, he racist. Well, of course it's racist. It's the WWF, you know? Well, yeah, he, he, comes, he comes in and, and he, he's very energetic pretty much straight away. Uh, so you end up, you beat, you, you're drawn to him because you've got punch, kick, clothesline, punch, kick, um, chop. And then you've got this guy coming in and running round and uh, leaping uh, from the corners. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, it's great to see. And then he's pretty much eliminated after a couple of minutes by Owen Hart. Oh, yeah. But even his elimination, he gets really high and flies over the rope and that. It was good. Yeah, because he, he does the 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 uh, kind of avoid of... Um, he's in the corner, he avoids Owen by kind of springing over him and then Owen catches him on his shoulder yeah. and just launches him out, unfortunately. 
Yeah. We do have a little bit of bother with Yokozuna and Vader, though, when Sean has eliminated them both with his you know, incredible display of strength, of course. Mm-hmm. And they have a bit of a scrap on the outside. They're not happy. Vader slaps Yoko about a bit. Then Vader gets in the ring. And this was very interesting. Vader clears the ring, throwing yeah. a lot of people through the ropes. But he presses Shawn Michaels above his head, throws Shawn Michaels over the top rope. I'm thinking, what the fuck? Sean wins this, but he's just been eliminated. And yep. it's also, you, you can hear Vince panicking on commentary, going, oh, he's not eliminated because Vader's not in the match anymore. And But that like, rule, is, that rule is, has not been in place before. We've seen um, other, other wrestlers who are involved in the Rumble or have been eliminated, and the person they've thrown out has also been eliminated. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Making rules up for for his uh, his sex toy show, Michaels. Ridiculous. I think I think there was a little bit of a fuck up there. Well, there's a there is apparently another fuck up coming up as well. We haven't quite got there Interesting. yet. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, Tatanka comes next in '96. That's right. Tatanka is still there in 96 and he hasn't got the red hair anymore because he's evil to tank that's right that's what happens when you turn evil your hair perhaps i should just start being bad or the gray will go <laughs> is the gray red i don't know <laughs> is the gray red can you hear yourself <laughs> um aldo montoya joins the fray <laughs> to the excitement of absolutely fucking no one <laughs> mr perfect with one of the lands of the show he's put the jock strap on his wrong part of his body yeah. and then vince i don't know about that yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, but then i suppose we get the last bigger name for this era with these people in these particular guises in in diesel he's still very prominent in the main event picture as we would see in the main event of the pay-per-view later on as well uh, you, diesel comes in you have missed out a little bit okay have i missed i've missed like karma haven't i no karma comes in later you've missed out when show mackles uh steps out the ring and takes a, a oh, that's I've, I've even got a note about here because that happens when vader throws him over the top rope yeah uh yeah. and sean doesn't get back in the ring straight away um and he he lo- he looks around and he uh plays to the crowd where is the king um sean then climbs under the ring and mr perfect saying great great strategy and then he pulls out a jerry lawler by mm. the by the ankles and throws him back in the ring to eliminate him yeah i, I forgot about lawler until sean pulled him out the ring mm-hmm. yeah i forgot he was there that was the point that you yeah. would forget. Clever. But Sean didn't because he's Vince's boy. Sean in 1996 was the greatest wrestler in the world. Well, agree to disagree. One of one, one of the best performers in the world. Then. Okay. I think Dean Malenko in WCW in 96 has got to be out there as one of the best wrestlers, but he had no charisma whatsoever. Oh, now or ever. Well, yeah, this is true. This is true. Oh, dear. Uh, we have the ringmaster entering next. You know, a very um, no, different no, look. Again, at... What have I done? What now, now, now you've missed out Karma, because Karma comes in just after, after Diesel. Diesel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Karma comes in. Then we have the ringmaster, a very we different do. look for our friend Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And here comes Barry to save the day. The, the hero. Hits. Yes. Still, still with the very um, xenophobic um, Jewish music, but yep. this is this is Barry Horowitz, who also had a 
a promo in that in that little uh, junket uh-huh, where yeah. where all the wrestlers say that they're going to win, and he said, and he talks about him being the ultimate underdog and king of the jobbers, but anything can happen in the WWF, mm-hmm. and he comes in, uh, and he actually doesn't do too bad. He lasts for a good few minutes, gets beat up quite a lot, but it is what it is. Hmm. Yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, after after Barry Horowitz, Fatu comes out. I don't remember this version of Fatu at all. What was this? Yeah, this one didn't last long. This was uh, him. He was kind of like um, somebody would uh, walk the streets of a ghetto and and kind of help poor kids. Yeah, he was uh, he was the man of the people. Fatu didn't yeah. last long. I don't remember it at all. So, but what you have missed again? So you're not doing very well this this episode, sir. Uh, the 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 guy who entered number one, Triple H, uh, was actually eliminated in kind of a whimper by Diesel. Uh, just essentially just thrown thrown over the top row. Oh, he was launched, wasn't he? Launched over the top. Yeah, he got, he got some height on that. <clears throat> but he he was in the rumble for uh, forty eight minutes. Mm. And he had zero eliminations. He didn't throw a single person wow. out of, the, out of the, the match. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Nobody really gave a shit when he got eliminated either, did they? Because <clears throat> he, he, no one gave a shit about the character. No, I mean, that's true. The blue blood. It was. It was not his best time, but he was paying his paying his dues, I suppose. Mm. Um, Owen Hart gets eliminated. But we miss it because we're getting a replay of Shawn Michaels doing something. That was annoying. Okay, I mean, again, you you jumped quite a, a bit. Owen Hart it does the worst thing in in the history of Royal Rumbles when he eliminates Barry Horowitz first. Ah, uh, okay, yes. Which we actually uh, do almost miss. Um, uh, essentially, Barry Horowitz is trying to. Uh, Harney, uh, Owen out of the ring and Owen ducks and uh, does the whole backdrop and poor Barry, our saviour, Barry Horowitz, ends up eating eating the, the mat. Um, and then we get Isaac Yankum, which is fun. Oh, God. Yeah. It's so bad. I mean, the most interesting thing about him is the music and all it is I is the dentist. It's a dentist drill. That's it. Yeah, I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Oh, dear. Um, after I was at Yankum, Marty Gennetti comes out to the old rockers music and so on. And we do get a little bit of the crowd getting into something here because Gennetti and Michaels exchange a few punches uh, and the crowd like that. They're, they're on board with that. But it doesn't last anywhere near long enough. It kind of They kind of break up that scrap quite quite quickly, which is a shame. Yeah. And then the Bulldog enters. Building to the big numbers. I mean, you you want to kind of uh, build the anticipation for a big star. So you've got two wrestlers to go. The Bulldog's in. Who could be next? Mm-hmm. It's fucking Duke the Dumpster Drawser. Duke the Dumpster Drawser has got the the best number in the Rumble, number 30. And he's, he's, he's out really quickly as well. It's like yeah. a complete fucking waste. It is. It made the 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 match on the free throw pointless mm-hmm. because 
the longest lasting wrestler was in at number one and lasted pretty much all the way through. At least give him the opportunity to beat down on Duke before getting eliminated. But no, we don't even get that. It's yeah, it's ninety six WWE oh, was awful. Uh, I suppose something we did miss as well, Magsy, when Austin gets eliminated. McMahon ah. perfect on commentary. Now they didn't even notice he'd gone. That's because that was another fuck up. Um, okay. So the the story is that um Austin was meant to be one of the final four. Right. Um and um he was meant to keep hold of the ropes when Fatu uh, uh essentially um throws him over, but he, he couldn't uh, get a good enough grip and you end up hitting the floor. And if you see uh, Austin is fuming uh, and he's slamming the, the ring and he, he clearly doesn't know how to react because he wasn't meant to be eliminated. And uh, then um, Fatu is eliminated straight after him by, I think, Diesel. And he's actually talking with the referees, basically trying to apologize uh, because he was involved in a spot that, that essentially went wrong. So uh, from there... Um, it, they, 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 they basically have to wing it because Austin was meant to stay in there till the final four and they ended up, what well, I think, I think Karma ended up taking his place. Yeah. 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 Your final four are Diesel, Karma, the Bulldog and Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. They have a mix, isn't it? Quite an odd mix. I mean, the two of the biggest, the two biggest stars in there, uh, and, and then filler. Essentially, mm, exactly, but the finish I thought was quite good. We don't hang about for too long, and there's a lot of moving parts, and it's like a couple of distractions, couple of eliminations, and we whittle down to two and then one very, very quickly, Max, don't we? Yeah, it's a it's a a good little sequence uh, with the the final fourth. You've got Michael's uh, uh, almost getting eliminated by Bulldog. You get that that. Uh, that uh, slide under the ropes and the clothesline out, which I thought was uh, very uh, cleverly done. Um, and then we get what we have to get in every Michael's uh, uh, Royal Rumble, a skin the cat where people think he's been eliminated. Diesel uh, gets a karma out and then turns around into a super kick. A, re- a, a great finish to mm. a very lackluster Royal Rumble. Yeah. And, and Sean wins and then starts doing a little dance and starts very, very nearly exposing himself to all the children in the, well, in the audience. He definitely gets his, his arse out. Yes. You almost see his, his cock and balls. Yes. But thankfully, Diesel saves the day by coming back in the ring. And it looks like you're, we're almost going to get Diesel kicking 10 bells of shit out of Joe Michaels. But... They're all friends in the end. Yeah, everybody's happy. Well, Diesel's not happy because he turns up again later on on the pay-per-view and fucks it for the Undertaker, doesn't he? So, he but does. there we go. There we go. Out of ten, Mags. It was shit. I mean, you look at a couple of years later and you're getting arguably some of the best Royal Rumbles that that WWE put on. You look a couple of years in the past and you're getting one of the best uh, Royal Rumbles that they've put on. And this was just, it's so forgettable. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love a Royal Rumble, but I don't love this Royal Rumble. So it's getting a three, a three from me. Okay. Okay. Four from me, my friend. Four from um, me. Far off. Um, I don't 
think I'll ever rush back to see this again. Maybe the finish, because that was probably one of the best spots in the match. Yeah. But, you know, it's not, it's just crap, isn't it? it it's just uh, a testament to how thin the the roster was at this time and how thin it would be for the next year or so and how easy it was for WCW to to essentially run roughshod over uh, the WF for, for the best part of 18 months. And you, you understand why, because it was um, a, a poor roster. It was poor booking. There was poor gimmicks. And, and WCW tapped into uh, a fresh idea in wrestling, uh, uh, more reality-based and more mainstream uh, uh, crossovers. And the, the WF were caught napping. And this is yeah. this is the the epitome of, of why, because it was just woeful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, the, oh dear me. So then... Where would you like to go next week, Max, if your selection wins the poll again? <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was rooting for for the king of the uh the jobbers to do well in this good good old Barry Horowitz, um star of last week's show. Unfortunately, um someone had to ruin it and it had to be that bastard Owen Hart. So Let's use Owen Hart as the link. Um, and we've covered quite a bit of Owen Hart, really. Uh, and that's because he does bloody good work. Well, or he did bloody good work, and he's, uh, he's, he's absolutely missed, and he was taken uh, from us way, way too early. Um, but there's one match that, uh, that we haven't covered, and it's from a pay-per-view that is consistently in the, the top 10 WWE pay-per-views. Um, it's In Your House Canadian Stampede. Okay. And it, it's a 10-man tag team match. It's uh, the Hart Foundation of Bret Hart, Brian Pillman, Jim the Anvil Nardhart, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. And they're taking on Gold Dust, Ken Shamrock, the, the Legion of Doom and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, that was um, a July 1997. So that's the match I want to go for. The 10-man tag team match from uh, In Your House. I think it's number 16, Canadian Stampede. Okay. How do you want to approach this? Because we've covered that. Shit. I, don't, I didn't remember. That was... During, um, no, that, well, that was during your sabbatical. I believe... Oh, well, there we go. Actually... Oh. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I believe it was actually Sharon with me that week. Well, as we've, for one week, so. as we've shown, Sharon is big time in us now, so we can strike her <laughs> view from the record. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, okay, no worries. What was it, In Your House 16, you say? It is. Canadian. See, and and oh. also, Sharon's, uh, Sharon's clearly got great, a great man for wrestling because it's a bloody good match. Mm. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, oh, it is good. The crowd reactions are amazing, and oh man, it's it. The rest of the show is absolute shite. Don't bother watching the rest of the show. Um, it's 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 consistently in in the 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 best rated uh, pay per views. I think um, WWE had it at number sixteen in their top twenty um, uh, list of pay per views. And I think on uh, Wrestling Observer, it, it was number seven. 
It's well. all based on, I, I, I may be completely wrong. And, and if this wins, maybe that is another way we could approach this and not break it down, but have a little look at the undercard and see, does it stand up or is it literally carried not by the main all. event alone? So there's um, five matches total, I think. Okay. Um, the the free throw match uh, doesn't get rated because it's under ten minutes. Uh, Triple H versus Mankind. Uh, Dave hasn't given that a good rating, but then you get uh, the great Sasuke versus Taka. Uh, oh, Dave that's gives, good. Yes, Dave gives that sort give that a four four yeah, stars. That's great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you've got uh, Undertaker versus uh, Vader for the for the WF title. Uh, that gets three three and a half. Oh, does it really? Okay. And then this match is a uh, four and a quarter. So right, okay. it's very highly rated. I think um, it's uh, on cage match. It's got about an 8.5 rating. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So there we go. We could go and have another look at that. I love that match though. That yeah. oh, is so good. It's so good. But we have to put something up against it. Yeah. And if this wins, there's a strong chance you're going to hate me. Um, I okay. don't think I would hate you unless it's Barry Windham versus um, Sting from the USWA in 1981. Okay. It's not as early as 81. But it's not <laughs> far off. Here we fucking go. I really, st- I know this sounds silly because whenever we have a Raw Rumble, we always say it's great because there's so many Dory options. Funk. It's going to be fucking Dory Funk, isn't it? The just, link just, just is Dory Funk. And it's Dory and Terry Funk, the Funks, versus Barry Windham and Lex Luger. You're close. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I want to look at somebody that we've never seen wrestle on this show before. So I thought, I wonder how, I wonder how Dory Funk Jr. matches stand up to modern day so i just googled it uh, but by this point as i was saying like we, normally with a raw rumble we have numerous places we can link to i was really struggling on this one for some reason so i that's because up, half the roster is shit and well, this you wouldn't is want to watch another match with them this is it and i thought well it doesn't really matter what i put up because your selections are doing quite well at the moment so if i lose i lose if i win bonus do you know what i mean it is what it is so i thought okay i, I looked at a few different options and I, I googled dory funk jr and i thought i know he was tagging with terry funk at one point and those matches uh i, I don't i don't remember seeing them and that was something else i was looking for as well maybe something i've never seen before so that could be interesting and as i was looking through this something popped up that my eye was instantly drawn to and i just thought do you know what Everyone's going to get a pop out of me saying this, whether it wins or not. It's just going to be fucking funny. The fact that I bring this up. I would like to head using Dory Funk Jr. as the link to the championship wrestling from Florida TV taping, November the 14th, 1987. And Dory Funk Jr. is the challenger. And he is taking on the Western States heritage heavyweight champion. Barry Windham. Oh my word! <laughs> Everyone mocks me for it every week, anyway. So I thought, why not? So Let's play into the gimmick. 
Yeah. Watch it and win I'll... now. Watch it fucking win now. No, it's uh, listed. When I looked into these th- these these sites and these descriptions and so on, a lot of the comments under the video are talking about how good this is. I have never seen this. Okay, I've got the link, the YouTube link that I can put out if, if it does win for people to watch along. And it's only about 15, 16 minutes long, maybe 18 minutes tops. But it's like I said, it's a t- television taping from uh, Championship Wrestling from Florida, 1987. Barry Windham in the end of 87. He's building up to being peak Barry Windham. Dory Funk Jr. here is coming to the end of his time as, a, as an active wrestler who can actually still go. But in this match, apparently, still can go. So I thought that would be something that we've definitely not seen before. So I've never seen. And I thought it could be quite interesting to check it out. And be perfectly honest, if it sucks, we'll say it. I'm sure it'll be the best match ever. <laughs> You're a prick, you. <laughs> but there we go. Those are your options for next week. We have the 10-man tag, the main event from In Your House 16, Canadian Stampede, the Heart Foundation, taking on Steve Austin, the Legion of Doom, Gold Dust and Ken, Ken Shamrock. Shamrock. Yeah. Right, yes. Uh, or we will head to the Territory Days. I love it. Oh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> the Territory Days. Championship Wrestling from Florida. TV taping November the 14th, 1987. Barry Windham versus Dory Funk Jr. for the Western States Heritage title. So there we go. Vote in the poll when it's up at the end of the week. Uh, retweet and all that good stuff. Magsy, should we jump in the chat before we depart? No, no, because no. they're going to vote Barry Windham. Um, oh. oh, it'd be lovely. So, uh, Scotty <laughs> Stanley says, uh, was this uh, rumble after HBK was beaten up by the Sailors? Yeah, th- was that why he, w- he was out for a while? Then he got no. filled in in a pub because he's a fly little knobhead. No, this is when he had his supposed knee injury, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. He had his knee injury, and then everyone was like, his knee's not actually hurt at all. Yeah. And then, yeah. So. It was just a pillar. Um, yeah, Scottish Danny also says, so much for the new generation youth movement. The irony is that this uh, this actual pay-per-view is where the you see skits for, um, is it um, the Ted Turner mock? And oh, the, billionaire Ted's the, war room and stuff. Yeah, and the Nacho Man and the Huckster and yeah. Scheming Gene. Um, they really lean in, and uh, Vince Russo is actually one of the advisors as well. Yeah, uh, but they lean into like mocking WCW, and ironically, WCW would absolutely wipe the floor with them. Uh, not long after, with those very same wrestlers that they were mocking. Indeed, indeed. Um, King's Pig's Bladder. Uh, when we were talking about um, um, Henry Godwin. Uh, being squashed like a pancake says he likes pancakes and then he got a little bit stiff when Barry <laughs> Wyndham came out like Vader's offense a little bit stiff. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Juicer um, TV says it's time to make a change I mean unfortunately we have to go the way the CWF falls so they voted for this we have to watch it um, King Pinkbella says if Barry had to be eliminated what better person than Owen yeah you know you, you're right I uh, could just give him a little bit time. Was Wyndham in the WWF at this point in 96? As the, As the stalker. stalker. Yeah, was this? That, that came uh, a, little bit later. a little bit later on towards the okay. end of uh, 1996. This is the build-up for um, for Austin coming away from uh, Ted DiBiase, who was going to be part of the NWO, so he, he left. 
yeah. and then we get uh, King of the Ring later in the year, Austin three sixteen, blah 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 blah, and then Barry Windham is is later in that year when he comes in with a uh, camouflage and a mustache and, <laughs> and, and Austin absolutely rinses him for it, and then Barry Windham definitely brought in Barry Windham, yes, fifty fifty anyone. See you all in the super secret uh, chat. Uh, <laughs> then, yeah, I'll get on the super. I'll get the secret group on it, mate. You are arseholes. The oh, thing is, uh, uh, Uncle Juicy TV says it's time to make a change. That was this fatu reference. Yeah, oh, it was okay. a, that it, uh, it, it was basically being um, a, pe- a man of the people trying to help uh, the youth, uh, and then he became uh, Rikisha. Well, no, it was the he, he was the sultan after that, mm-hmm. weren't it? We got the sultan before we got actual Rikisha, so mm. that's fun to look forward to. Mm, yeah, that's not a good look, is it? Not a good look no. at all. Oh, see, I'm excited now because people seem to be thinking about voting for Mister Wyndham, and I'm kind of worried that maybe I've shot my load early here and, and put forward this match as a joke. We're going to get Barry Wyndham, and I should have picked something better. <laughs> oh, no, you're not changing your mind now. If we have to watch Dory Funk versus Barry Windham, then so be it. Hey, one of the greatest NWA champions of all time, Dory Funk Jr. Thank you very much. Yeah, and one of the worst in Barry Windham. Fuck you. <laughs> you that that came from the heart then i felt i felt the, it coming up from your gut like, oh there we go as always thank you so so much to everybody who voted in the poll joined us today in the chat uh retweeted anything got involved in our non-wrestling topic listens on the audio version later in the week you're all absolutely fantastic and as always this show would not exist without you. We are fast approaching our 100th live show. Mm-hmm. I believe the end of July. So not far away at all. Coming soon. Incredible, mate. Incredible. Exciting times. We've got some ideas in the bag for for celebrating that episode as well. We have. We have indeed. Magsy, where can people find you uh, online with your chickens and so on? Yeah, I mean, I have a Twitter. I very rarely use it. That's at PodfatherMags. Um, but if you want to get the inside scoop, you can uh, you can ring up Ray Rougeau and he will give you uh, chicken news a few days in <laughs> advance when you follow me on TikTok at PodfatherMags. There we go. There we go. Anything I'm involved in, as always, you can find via the network that carries this show. And I want to give a big special shout out as well to the stuff that's happening on the network that carries this show, SJP World Media, because this is not the only live show you're getting this week. On Wednesday at half past seven, I hope everyone, if available, will join us. Uh, In the Corner goes live for the very first time. So you have Benny Mack, who is the regular host of In the Corner, talking modern-day WWE. His uh, semi-regular guest host, Tyler Peters, will be with him too. Uh, Sadly, you're going to have to put up with my mug because they've asked me to join them for the very first live show. And we'll be looking at all things WWE from Night of Champions and probably talking a little bit Monday Night Raw as well. Live at half past seven on all these channels. Make sure you check it out, support it, and so on. Really, really happy for Benny that he's taken the step to do this. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be a success for him, which I know it will, because Benny's bloody brilliant at what he does. Absolutely. So there we go. Uh, you also have, obviously, Away From The Pages, the new Book World podcast ran by my lovely wife, Sharon. Check that out. It's bloody fantastic, even if I do say so myself. More shows coming soon as well. 
again, probably going to be, you know, announced in the next couple of days. I'm also coming in a few months time with regards to covering certain sport and more live shows involved with that as well. Very excited for that to be coming across and joining SJP World Media. Don't want to spill the beans just yet because it's up to the hosts to do that. But yeah, mm-hmm. exciting times, exciting times. We got all the usual stuff as well. Nitro Nights, you've got, uh, you know, the Doctor Who part, you've got the waiting room and all this stuff. Sharon in the chat there, what is she saying? She's saying it seems there is one particular show carrying the network right now. (laughs) (laughs) You cheeky (laughs) guy. And she's getting all the digs in while she can. Just wait. Just wait. (laughs) And it is bloody brilliant. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. In all seriousness, definitely go and uh, listen to Away From uh, The Pages. I absolutely Mm -hmm. loved it. It was really, really entertaining. It is. It is absolutely fantastic. It's fortnightly is the plan. So yeah, the next episode will be with you. Well, just keep an eye on all the socials uh, yeah. at SJP World Media as well, because you'll find out about all that. Uh, and you can follow this show as well. Get involved in the poll and on messing topic and all that good stuff. Uh, and also check out the cheese rolling video from earlier <laughs> and uh, at chain underscore wrestling on Facebook and Twitter at chain underscore wrestling there. Magsy, I'm off now to watch more Hibushi matches because I thought that guy was bloody fantastic. I'll speak to you this week, my friend. And I'll watch some Hakushi ones because that was his actual name. Goodbye, folks.